0: Hi, my name is uh, Bruce McDonald. I'm the director of Dreamland, also the director of uh, Hellions, Creaked Out, and uh, Pontypool. You are listening to the Horror Squad podcast.
1: Welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast. Tonight we're talking about The Burning because you guys voted on it and we were happy to oblige. Came out in 1981. Awesome slasher, which surprisingly doesn't have a sequel, which is kind of shocking. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Um, But first, Joe, don't we have an interview tonight?
2: Yes, we do. Uh, Bruce McDonald, who is the director of um, probably most famously horror fans would know him for doing Pontypool which was a very uh, famous indie uh, style zombie movie. Uh, He also directed Hellions, which uh, is a really weird one. I saw it like years ago. I don't remember a ton about it, but I remember it being interesting at least. And then um, the one we talked most about was Dreamland, which was a screener we received. Uh, Steve and I watched it, and uh, we're going to be discussing it in a little bit here uh, on on What Watched.
1: Nice. So you heard me, Todd. That's Joe. We got Sam. We got Steve tonight um
3: but wait a minute whose choice who chose the burning though
1: i think it was a listener don't think it was you at
2: all sam
3: (laughs) i think it was me you know i'm sure you can get it all mixed up with all the other picks of mine that get voted and win
2: sam's on a hot streak right now with her choices that's for sure two in a row Ooh. But I do have, on What Watch Night, two other movies that were part of the video nasties list that I can talk about. So, I'm excited to discuss. And me, me too. Nice.
1: I was actually able to watch movies for What Watch this time, so I'm excited about that. All right. <laughs> um, jump in, Steve. All
4: right. Uh, so, let's start with some questions. You can ask us those questions uh, on social media at the Horror Squad Podcast. Or you can send us an email at the Horror Squad Podcast at gmail.com and uh, let's go here with the very first question uh, it comes to us I believe on Instagram and it's from Rise Horror Corner oldie but goodie here fuck marry kill Cropsy, Madman Mars and Freddy Krueger I'd fuck Freddy because I feel he'd be good in bed kill Cropsey and marry Madman because he knows how to take care of a family
2: yeah i have a confession here i don't know if i know who madman mars is
3: i was gonna ask i don't know if i know the two people besides freddie
2: crop the guy from the burning
3: oh well guess i'll be leaving Bye. <laughs>
1: uh madman mars is a really good slasher film uh called madman so i highly recommend that one
2: i've actually never seen it
1: yeah it's actually steve it's got galen ross in it from uh Oh. all right <laughs> and uh she actually does not like the film so she's not credited as galen ross <laughs> oh wow so but she's in it
3: well is this cropsy pre-fire or after
1: <laughs> oh good question well i mean freddie pre-fire after, after too yeah what about freddie pre-post
2: Ooh. I, well i mean if cropsy's post it's got to be freddie post too right
1: I don't think Freddie would be a, would be good in bed, personally.
2: You think he's like he's because he's such like a jokester. He's probably just making up for something.
1: Yeah, he's probably like Eddie from this movie we're gonna review. All talk and no performance. Or not Eddie. My bad. Uh, Jasper. What the fuck his name is? What's his name? You got that
5: wrong
2: too. It's uh, I can't, <laughs> I can't even remember, remember it either. It. either but something...
5: Damn, I'm so unprepared.
2: Xander. We literally just watched the movie like a day ago. I'm, uh, I'm gonna it. figure it out right now because it's gonna bug me. It's uh, Glazer. Gla- <laughs> there
1: you go, Glazer. Do it, do the Glazer voice, Joe.
2: <laughs> no, I guess I'll save it for the review. All right. <laughs> uh, I'm
1: gonna I'm gonna marry Cropsey because I think he can do a good job taking care of the household. Um, we just gotta work on him sleeping with a gallon of gas. It's kind of unsafe. <laughs> um, killing Freddy because Freddie's a bitch. And yeah, I'm gonna sleep with Madman. All right,
3: I'm gonna go with what Todd said because I don't have a brain.
1: Madman's <laughs> Mad a big like um,
2: bear-looking fellow. Sam, if
3: you're I, into
5: like that heavy, cute.
2: I have never seen it, but I remember the VHS cover very distinctly from like the video store days.
3: Well, Where he's like don't standing know in the put it up it's ready. So. <laughs>
2: die freddie oh i'd probably kill freddie too honestly even though like i really love why him. would you just because like i don't feel like i could put up with him either like you know it's like, like enough is enough right exactly yeah. so and then um i'm gonna marry cropsy because yep. you know i don't think he was really a bad guy no mm-hmm. he seemed like he had a good heart really so i mean i don't know why he's killing hookers out of nowhere but you know we'll get into that later
4: yeah and i'm uh i'm gonna marry cropsy i think because I, I do think there's a good guy in there somewhere. Yeah.
5: Um,
4: I, I think uh, I'll fuck Freddy. Because I've seen him at least go and drag and stuff. So I know <laughs> that he can at least pretend to be someone else.
5: <laughs> good enough.
4: Know. And uh, I'll kill uh, with a Madman Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. But I haven't seen the movie either. So I'll put that on my list of checks to out. watch.
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll check
4: it out. All right. Uh, next question comes from Kayla. She says, pick your killer and your death. What horror icon will kill you, and how would you go out?
2: Hmm. Good one. That is a good one. I'm trying Uh, to think of the least painful one. See, I'm thinking I want something, like, memorable.
5: (laughs) Oh.
3: I mean, I could see that. I would say... Obviously like my go to is just Michael just stab me, but what's like a creative way I could
2: go? Okay, I got one. Yeah. The Anaconda from Anaconda. Just eat me whole.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Or, or
2: or Bruce the shark from Jaws. Oh, can't do it. Scared.
3: <laughs>
1: it's a video I sent you guys earlier. Yeah. <laughs> um I'm just gonna have Jason cut my head off. I'm going to go classic.
2: While you're having sex, maybe? Like Sleeping Bag Kill or something?
1: Uh, Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) Or like post, like Kevin Bacon.
3: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. I can't think of any other creative way to die.
2: Just Michael choking you.
3: Oh, yeah. (laughs) That's fine with me. I'll just look into those dreamy eyes as I start to fade away in uh, life.
2: What about a creature grabbing you and drowning you under the water?
3: Uh, that's like my worst fear, suffocating and drowning.
2: Yeah. What do you got, Steve? Uh, I also by
4: choking, and it would be the nun.
3: Oh, oh I love the nun.
2: Steve's uh... got a nun
4: fetish.
1: Steve would be yeah. a rock hard. Steve, you
3: <laughs> your wife dressed up as a... As a naughty nun.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, but he doesn't want to do any freaky stuff. He's just like, scare me. <laughs> 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 uh, all
3: right. Great time, Steve. Come on.
4: One more time. Right. Uh, the next question comes from TJ. He says If you're in charge of an event similar to Universal's Halloween Horror Nights and had to make five mazes based on horror movies, which movie themed mazes would you create? Doesn't have to be your favorite movies necessarily just one you think would make an awesome maze and set pieces to walk through.
3: Um one off the top of my head would be pumpkin head. How fun would mm, that be? Yep. Like in a little maze.
2: That would be awesome.
3: Uh I feel like I would say killer clowns but they've They've already done done that that. they've already done all the ones that i would be interested in
2: yeah i agree they've done a lot they've like been great they've done like awesome ones so far like killer clowns would definitely be one that would come to my mind creature would
3: be cool and you walk through like an aquarium and it's like you're
2: underwater Mm, i like that (laughs) uh also uh the shining which i know they've already done like i would love to do that just go through like the overlook hotel with the mazes and stuff like that that would be awesome um, I feel like the Steve this question was really just built for Steve because he's been there, so he like kind of knows like everything they've done and stuff. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, I
4: actually wrote two lists: uh, the five, my five favorite ones that they've done, and my five that I would want to see. Uh, the five franchises that I really love that are memorable to me is The Exorcist, Poltergeist, Halloween, The Shining, and Killer Klowns from Outer Space. Uh, those are probably the five that pop into my head when I think my favorite franchises that I've been to anyways. And the five that I would like to see is The Conjuring 1 and 2, uh, Dawn of the Dead, It, Hellraiser, and one that's a little bit out in the left field, uh, The Cell from Jennifer, with Jennifer Lopez. Oh, oh, oh. Uh,
5: yeah.
4: Very dreamy, very like big sets. I think it would make for a really cool uh, house experience.
2: Mm-hmm. I got a perfect one. How could I not say the Blair Witch Project, right? Get exactly. a little woods scene, do something out in the woods. That could be really, really,
3: that hasn't really
2: cool, really effective. And also another one I think would be really cool would be Midsummer. I mean, it might not work at nighttime since like it all takes place during the day, but like a cult, any anything to a cult, I think would be really like creepy mm-hmm. and cool as well. Maybe the yeah, or- you don't
4: uh, Midsummer. I think it's one of those that you wouldn't think would necessarily do a great house. But I felt the same about us last year, yeah. and I I thought it would be the worst house, and it turned out to be one of the best. So I think would could be really awesome if they did it really properly.
5: Yeah.
3: They give you, like, those 3D glasses, Tori, when you look at certain things, that makes you feel like you're on the drugs. (laughs) Mm
4: -hmm. Yeah, they they did that every year for a while. uh, Yeah. it, It didn't work super well, I gotta say.
3: For which one?
4: For uh, the 3D glasses, one they did that for a few times. Ne- never for a franchise, but uh, they- it'd become too gimmicky. You know, like the uh, actors would wear like kind of uh, makeup, and they do like things. It just it just didn't work. At least in the ones I've been to.
5: Yeah,
2: I know they've done like. Uh, have they ever done like an actual Chucky house, like Chucky Child's Play house, or have they just done like those little um, pop up?
4: Did they have before I started going? okay uh but yeah I, I see he was even the host one year like yeah so but uh no I, i've only seen him in what they call scare zones which was really cool okay. but not an actual house that could be a good is one. it just
3: horror that they do or would they ever do like halloween like kid teen friendly like nightmare before christmas stuff like that
4: uh well not nightmare before christmas because it's disney but, but they're uh, not
3: it's not like a sister company
4: no they're the no, not competitors. No, they're com-
5: competitors
4: yeah <laughs> um, um no they, they do sometimes like uh stranger things was a little like more pg like ghostbusters was a little bit more pg so they do have some that are a little bit less but mm-hmm. the event itself even though they allow kids i really wouldn't recommend it for a kid it's way too like uh scary and a lot of booze and a lot of really drunk people and People chasing you with chainsaws, like I would not bring a kid to HHN.
3: Yeah. Do you see kids there, Steve?
4: All the time. And they get judged so hard. (laughs) Really? (laughs) Oh my god,
3: yeah. If you say if you had kids, wouldn't you want to take your kids there? Like if you like for a horror family, you know?
4: Well, like I see people in strollers and like two year olds, three year olds, it's
3: Oh, okay. So so it's not like nine or twelve.
4: Oh, no, no, no. Like I would say 10 plus you might be good, but I see people with like really young kids and oh. and, and but then the real question is cuz my wife and I like to watch people in scare zones get scared. Yeah. Are are they fair game to scare actors? Absolutely. I yeah.
3: think So yeah, that's the whole point of going.
4: Yeah, it's it's a big like point of contention in Halloween Horror Night groups. But, uh, yeah, I've seen people chainsaws chasing, like, a two-year-old. <laughs> so- <laughs> well, if you
3: don't want to get scared, go to Pumpkin Bumpkin Night at the zoo.
2: Yeah, I think <laughs> if I was, like, if I was one of the scare actors and I saw, like, an eight- or ten-year-old, I feel like I would, like, do pick, pick that on happened. that more because, like, they, you know they would actually get scared. I it looks would... like adults don't get scared as much.
5: Yeah.
2: <laughs> what do you get, Todd?
1: I was just thinking about the thing the whole time.
2: The thing, yeah.
1: yeah how cool oh. That would be like an Arctic base and some tentacles coming at you and stuff like that. I think that would be perfect. Uh, actually
4: first house I ever did was the thing.
1: Wow. Yeah. Oh, cool.
4: Yeah, it's the first guys, first house I ever did on my honeymoon.
3: Have you? Do you have the video where you've rated all of the houses?
4: Rated all the houses? Yeah, like
3: the oh yeah. That you. It, need it, to.
4: It, it's it's on my channel and flipping the nerd on YouTube. Go well, check it out, everyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's up there somewhere. All right, uh, you, did you have anything else, Todd?
1: No, you guys got it all. But you said you saw you you went to a Halloween one. How was that? Okay, amazing. Yeah. Like I, the the best
4: scare quote unquote that I ever had was in a Halloween house. Uh, I was in a bedroom, and you know, like my my the way I think is I'm always looking for scare actors. Like that's just. The way I am kind of preparing myself, even though I'm not scared at all. And I looked in the room very thoroughly and there was no Michael Myers in that room. So I'm like, okay. And I looked in the mirror, no Michael Myers. Then there's a thunder and and lightning that hit. And I kind of look back at, at a window behind me, nothing. I look back in the mirror and he's right behind me. (laughs) I have no fucking idea how they did it, but I felt, I've never felt more in a movie than that moment. It was so cool. Cool. (laughs) Yeah. do you find it less enjoyable, Steve, if you can't get scared? Uh, not, no, not for me because I look at the sets mm-hmm. and I don't concentrate on the scares. Like I, I've been with people who don't remember anything about the houses because all they're focused about is getting scared, whereas I'm like looking at all the little different set details and all that stuff, and I feel I enjoy it more because I don't worry about the scares. They're just, they just happen. Mm-hmm. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, like when I did the Alien in um, American World in London, that's all I wanted to look at like i i guess sometimes i'll shove stuff in your face when you're not looking it'll get you like a little jump scare thing but i'd rather just look at like the cool werewolves and stuff like that
4: yeah it's usually
1: the uh the pressured air shots that get me like
4: you're walking down a hallway and all of a sudden psh, right in your face there's in like a shot of air that, that that'll usually like get me a little bit but other than that you yeah, know nothing scares me there um all right so uh, another question here comes from cody in these times, are you guys missing the movie theater experience or do you prefer what movies went straight to streaming? And do you guys have drive ins nearby and do you see them making a return?
2: Uh yeah. I totally miss the movie theater experience. It's it's you know, I mean it's yeah, I mean it's just fun, like going to a, like a new horror movie or just like a new movie in general and getting your snacks and you know, seeing it on the big screen. So yeah, totally miss it. As far as drive-in theaters, no, we don't have any around. Uh, the closest one for us is like probably like an hour and a half. I'm,
1: I'm, I don't miss it to be honest. I miss getting like snacks and food and stuff, but I don't miss like the, the, you know, the some of the bullshit you might have to deal with that always frustrates me. You know, people talking or chewing like their horses, things like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> Drive-throughs, we do or drive-ins, we do have three or four. In the tri state area. And um, we used to go like once a month when we lived in California because they're still pretty active out there. So that'd be awesome if they came back strong, though. Yeah. Um, I, on my end, I've actually never been th- at a drive-in theater. What? Uh,
5: but, yeah. Oh.
4: So that's something. They're, they're just not around where I am. So, uh, But they, they are starting to make a comeback here. Uh, I'm mm-hmm. hearing a lot of talk of them starting to think about it. So I would definitely go to that. Um, as far as movies go, yeah, I miss it. There's just something about going to a theater that I enjoy. Like It's, it's like in a little event, uh, like you said, Todd, the food and everything. And something else, and I'm super guilty of this, and I hate it, and I try to stop, but I'm, I just can't. I tend to look at my phone when I'm watching something at home,
5: yeah, and yeah. sometimes
4: I have to rewind because I got too distracted yes. by an article or a picture or whatever, people are chatting or whatever it is. And I can't do that in a movie theater, so I'm like fully engaged and that's on my end but still
1: i missed out of the cj experience yeah yeah you know I, I personally like hate my phone but then i find myself always looking at it and it's like <laughs> it's like an attachment you know it's frustrating to be honest sometimes
3: yeah, well. yeah.
1: looking at you joe oh <laughs> joe's always taking selfies and stuff
2: Yeah, I don't take selfies.
3: Always refreshing, seeing if you got any more likes on a photo.
2: Uh, Feeling cute today. (laughs) Yeah. But uh, they're actually um, I I will say some of the uh, indie horror movies are getting some love at the drive-in. As the uh, I don't know if you guys have heard this, but the Wretched, which uh, I talked about on What Watched, but it's like been the number one movie like in America, quote unquote. Because uh, they've been playing it at the Drive-In Movie Theater, and it's mm. had quite a uh, bit of success playing at the Drive-In Movie Theater. So it's good to see Indie Horror. And Becky is getting released uh, this Friday at the Drive-In Theaters, the one uh, we reviewed with uh, Kevin James that's going to be coming yeah. out. So, yeah, hopefully this uh, helps out some Indie Horror movies too.
4: Yeah, for sure. Um, our last set of questions come to us from
2: Mandy. She says, Hey,
4: Squad. Continuing my alphabet watches, what movie do you recommend that starts with the letter
2: A? As above, so below. Yeah, that's the first one. Alien. I Alien. Ooh, yeah, well, yeah. Same thing, Sam.
3: Yeah.
2: In a- Antichrist. World from London. I
3: don't think I've seen that.
2: Have you ever seen that one, Todd? Antichrist. I don't think so. That movie's fucked up. It's a weird one, uh, with Willem Dafoe, but uh, it's really interesting. It's about a couple. They're their uh, newborn son dies and they're like dealing with some heavy shit. So they go on like a, uh, they go away to like a cabin in the woods. And yeah, I'll leave it at that. But uh, I
3: got one. If you're into
2: weird shit, check it out
3: American Psycho.
2: Oh, Ooh. yeah.
3: It's a good one.
2: Yep. What about the
1: autopsy of Jane Doe?
5: Yes. Yes. Please. Very
1: good. Or for Sam, the remake of the Amityville Horror for a little Ryan Reynolds action.
2: Doesn't isn't it the <laughs> Amityville Horror though? Same thing. Yeah,
1: but you gotta <laughs> count the main title.
2: Yeah, I agree. If it like the is there, like go with the next one. Yeah, like Blair Witch Project. The Anaconda. Witch Project. Anaconda. <laughs> Anaconda.
3: Yeah,
4: there you go. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I wrote down also Autopsy of Jane Doe and American Mary, which I think is a great film by the Silska twins.
1: Yeah. I... Still haven't seen it.
4: Oh, let's check it out. It's, it's going to be on my watch at some
2: point in the next
4: few weeks. I watched it a while ago, and it's good. It's very good.
2: And if you want a, a classic, An American Werewolf in London.
3: did someone already say that?
2: I didn't hear anyone say that. Yeah, Todd, Todd did, I think. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, sorry. <laughs> but don't watch An
1: American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. Oh, right. Zach so.
2: oh, yeah. <laughs> Is that the one, um, Zach Moore? Zach Morse. Not Zach Morris. I was thinking of another movie. I, I know Let's who get the guy What's from, that guy's uh, name? Mark Paul Gosselin?
3: Is he in animal or something?
2: No. I don't oh. think so. No. I'm trying to think of the guy that's in American World Paris. So It's the guy from That Thing You Do.
1: Right? Uh, Tom Everett Scott?
2: Yes. Yeah, yes,
5: There
1: he is.
3: Yeah. You don't like that one? No. No. I've oh, only like, seen it once and that was like back.
4: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's see. Her next question is: Name three movies that aren't on the Video Nasty list that you think deserve to be there. And mm-hmm. she writes uh, just a little blurb here saying it could be up to today. It doesn't have to be before 1988. I think it's uh right or whatever. Yeah. So any I'm three films finished.
2: that you think sh- should be there. I'm gonna say like so don't take mine. No, I just gonna say like most of the movies on this video nasty's list are they're not even that bad. Like most they're just like gory or like it's just like weird imagery, but like man, I've seen like way worse movies than what's on this list, you know? Um, one of them being a Serbian film. Yeah, That's, I was gonna that say is, that. That is the one I would hundred percent put on there. And I'm not hundred percent sure if this is on the video nasty list or not. I don't think it is, but solo or The 120 Days of Sodom.
5: Have I seen that
2: one? I don't think you have. Um, no, it came out after that nasty yeah. list. So. so, yeah, that. I mean, those are two I would absolutely put on there. Uh, also, um, uh, I'll just leave it with those two for now.
3: It has to be something that came out before what, that list? Like, and
2: no, like any movie, really. What's the one thing?
3: movie that you had me watch that scared me with that guy crawling up? He, like, was crawling with the mask upside oh, down. Oh, the,
2: the Poughkeepsie tapes. Yeah,
3: that's crazy.
2: That's a good <laughs> addition to it. it it's pretty,
3: like... That was disturbing.
2: disturbing. Yeah, it was pretty disturbing, yeah.
3: And, that's my answer. Um, the Neighbor movie. The Girl Next
2: Door. Yeah. Yeah, that one's pretty disturbing, too. I don't oh, know yeah. if you know guys have seen that one, but it's Jack uh,
5: yeah, Ketchum's Girl going to Yeah. in my. Uh,
4: yeah, I'll be on my what watch soon. You know, I watched it a few weeks ago. It's quite disturbing.
5: Yeah. yeah.
4: Um, the two I wrote down, why I'd written also a Serbian film, which is also Mandy A. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and my next one's an A, uh, August Underground. Don't I think I would also you. put there. Ah, uh, yeah. And maybe Human Centipede, just because it's so fucking gross. Um, yeah. So those two. But like like Joe said, uh, my what watch is three off the Video nasty list and none of them i think are actually that bad so well wh- one i can see why it's there but the two others i don't understand so I
3: can't wait to hear you guys talk about them mm-hmm.
4: and her last question want to play a little game you're all autograph collectors so here are five horror celebs i want to know which movie poster you'd want them to sign for you not mm-hmm. including their most famous role uh the first one she says is robert england not including nightmare on elm street or freddie
2: Hmm. Behind, the behind the mask behind the mask behind okay Ah, uh, that's really tough because he was in like a lot of garbage like besides um oh, that's
1: good at he's terrible in uh, behind the mask
2: <laughs> i'm trying to, yeah i'm trying to think of, like anything that he was in that i liked other than night run Elm street and i really can't think of anything else i'd have to go through his I imdb <laughs> yeah
3: I'm pretty sure I don't know of anything else. I would say Hatchet,
2: but I really don't like the Hatchet series that much. <laughs>
4: um, so actually, one of my watch today is going to be one of them, and that's Dead and Buried, which he's in.
2: Oh yeah, I can't wait to hear your thoughts on that because I heard a lot. A lot. Uh, we actually got a few votes on it, and people were saying it was like a underrated cl- like masterpiece in classic. So it's cool. it's yeah. pretty
1: great. But I got one scene in particular I want to discuss with you guys about it. Cool.
4: Okay.
5: Cool.
4: Yeah. Um. So the next one, while you're looking, is uh, Kane Hodder, no Friday the 13th.
2: I'm
3: just gonna take myself out of this (laughs) equation because I'm actually probably the only person that's not-
2: A Kane Hodder fan?
3: Well, no, that's not too crazy about autographs. Like, I'm really cheap when it comes to autographs. Like, I'd rather pay my bills than someone else's that's a celebrity, so.
2: (laughs) You have a few, though.
3: A few, but I'm not, like, crazy about it, like, how you guys are, yeah. I feel like.
1: I don't think Kane Hodder's the best, either,
2: Mm-mm. personally. I don't even, yeah, that's, like, another one. Like, it's
3: I... too, I don't know, like, it's, I, uh... never, oh. I'm shutting up, never
2: mind. <laughs> okay, I got it. I have him sign uh, a Freddy glove, because he played Freddy in, mm-hmm. and Jason goes to hell.
4: Oh, you cheated, yeah, but, but But you can't. Because <laughs> she she said no Friday the 13th movies.
2: Oh, shit. Okay. Ah, oh, you thought you were wow. clever. <laughs> I'm trying to be clever. And I yeah. failed. <laughs> Tell them, guys. Well, he was Victor
1: Crowley, wasn't he? Yeah, he was was gonna say, was like I
2: was going to say. I didn't like the Hatchet series that much. So. Yeah. Okay, I'd have him sign a Frozen, because I really like Frozen. Great what was What was he and in he Frozen? He was. <laughs> He was Stop. the uh, he was like the snowplow driver. He like worked oh. on the hill. Yeah, <laughs> it was a very very small cameo. But I really honestly can't think of anything else he was like in like that I would want to sign anything from.
1: I'm gonna throw out digging up digging up the Morrow, Even though he's in it for three minutes. Mm,
2: great
1: All movie. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, item for
4: hatchet. So, I like the first one. I don't like the series, but I, I, I like agree. The first one um her next one is jeffrey combs no reanimator that's uh, uh, beyond
1: darn it Ooh, or castle
3: hasn't he been in other stuff non-horror yeah he, yeah star trek
2: and shit i think yeah maybe yeah. that's I'm actually i'm gonna go with castle freak castle freak i think would be my number one choice i I'd, I'd get that castle freak figure oh. i found not too long ago and i'd buy that and have him sign that probably
1: I'll do Return to the House on Haunted Hill.
5: Oh, nice. Uh,
4: I would go The Frighteners.
1: I sure love
2: that movie. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. All right.
5: Um,
2: have you uh, all met? Have, have we? Has everyone met Jeffrey Combs here? No, I haven't. No, I haven't either.
1: Ooh, I'm only one. Nice. And I've watched, well, it you didn't <laughs> I
4: watched. In the last
2: two months. Well, I, I, I never. Since we've been together, we haven't had the chance to meet him, but I, I met him. Oh, uh, my first Harcon ever actually i had him sign a reanimator uh special edition by like millennium which apparently is like a rare set now to get so yeah, yeah cool um
4: next one is felisa rose oh god <laughs> can i skip i, <laughs> I put a nun's curse because i just like nuns i haven't seen the movie yet but oh no.
5: steve <laughs> as, soon as, I see that
4: demand, <laughs> as soon as i see it on demand i'll uh, i'll watch it but just because she's a creepy nun on the poster i'd have her sign that
1: i'm gonna i'm gonna save my money and go get some wings with sam or something during... for real
2: todd let's like... <laughs> go oh, man she's like one of the nicest celebrities i've ever met i'm assuming you had sleepaway campsite too steve when you met her
4: I did. And to yeah. me, just of all the celebrities I've ever met, her. she's the nicest. So.
3: Just because we don't want her autograph doesn't mean we think she's no, a No, I, I
5: know.
4: I'm not saying
3: I'm that. I'm just saying.
4: <laughs> um, Alright, th- so the last one is Bruce Campbell, but no evil dead or army of darkness.
5: Ooh. Oh, tap. That's a
4: good one. That's I'm going to
3: stay at the bar and close the tab <laughs> while Todd probably leaves.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm coming back to the con for this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alien Apocalypse. I don't know really if you guys true. have seen that one, but it's a cool little sci-fi picture original.
4: Okay. Hmm,
1: cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so i do Bubba
4: Hotep as well. And that's actually all the questions we had. So thank you for asking them. We really appreciate it.
3: I have a question, Steve. Mm-hmm. Should I email it in? <laughs> Who do you think is yes, signed, please. like, the most autos between Kane and Robert?
2: I would say Robert. For sure. Yeah. I, I would say Kane. I think
4: I think Kane does more of them. He probably yeah, that's true. Because
3: he might be more like easily accessible. Yeah. That's yeah, why yeah. I honestly don't um, ooze out of my butthole for their autographs <laughs> they're literally all at the same cons. Like I literally do not care.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: It's like you're so desensitized to the same folks. Like, well,
2: yeah, we attend a ton of cons. So like, yeah, like you see a lot it of yeah. We see a lot of the same people. So when there's like a new person, it's like exciting, you know? Like yeah. when Carpenter was at the one we went to, like yeah. that was exciting. Mm-hmm. Well, like who's one that like you would ooze your butthole out of if they announced some uh, someone?
3: I don't know. It
2: takes. Jamie it t- Lee t- Curtis t- show, for You
3: know, it takes a lot because yeah. I like I'll be excited, and then when mm-hmm. I think about it, I'm like, no, it's not really worth my time or energy.
2: Did Todd say Jamie Lee Curtis? Is that what You said Todd. I was saying that for her, yeah. Right. Yeah, I mean, but I feel like that's never gonna happen. She she's done one, and I've heard they think she, I wouldn't be surprised if she did like another one. So. Yeah. Maybe
1: that's when like she directs it. her movie for like publicity, she'll come do it.
3: Yeah, that would be amazing. Yeah.
1: Okay. Butthole
3: ooze. I I was trying to think <laughs> of something, but <laughs> <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs>
2: All right, where are we delving into here? What watched?
1: What watched? Yes, yeah. sir. Let's do it. Throw out that Dead and Buried, Steve.
4: Do it. All right, sure. Uh, let me just find it here. All right,
1: so like I
4: said, my three movies this week are all pulled from the video nasty list. So uh, I figured why not? And Dead and Buried was one of my two choices that did not win. <laughs> Damn you, Sam. Uh, <laughs> uh, so Dead and Buried is a story of a, a guy who goes into a small town and he knows that people are kind of acting weird in this town. And it turns out that uh, a bunch of stuff happens and the villagers are all in on it. And anyone who goes to this town uh, dies and then is resurrected. And the movie kind of explores why who did it what happened who's involved who isn't uh it's uh, also it's got a young robert england he's not like one of the stars of the film but he does feature a little bit in, in it uh it's got some really cool kills uh i have no idea why this is on the video nasty list to be honest with you it there's nothing in it that i can point to that says okay this is overly gross or overly gory uh, nothing really sexual other than, you know, a couple uh, pair of tits. Uh, but overall, I thought this was a really enjoyable film. I'd never seen it before. And it's got some cool little twists and turns, which I'm not going to spoil because none of you guys saw it. And I would actually recommend this one. I'm very happy that I saw it. And I saw it on, on Tubi, if anyone's interested in uh, streaming it.
1: Yeah, I, I love Dead and Buried, man. It's like one of the movies I go back to every couple years or so. Um if I had to guess why it was banned, though, is because they fucking burned Freddy alive. And that's pretty brutal at the beginning there.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, in the car. Yeah, that's a.
1: Uh... Poor guy. He's just chasing and, that chicken. Like,
4: and then they show, like, a close up of the, his face and stuff. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, but that's, like, I don't know. Maybe to today's standards,
1: that's nothing. But maybe mm-hmm. back then in, like, the early 80s. But the, the scene that really bothers me, not because it's gruesome or anything, but uh, the scene, Steve, where it's, like, a couple for whatever reason they get out of their car and they go into a house and yeah right it's the worst acting and like the worst like cliche horror reactions of all time it's just like infuriating like hello
4: is anyone here yeah total movie movie thing that bothers me
1: uh is
4: when people just walk into houses and start like coming in and like hello is anyone in here and they're already like in the fucking (laughs) living room practically having drinks on the couch (laughs) yeah like fucking. yeah i don't get
1: it i don't get why people do that that's that's kind of a beef i have with the the last texas chance of massacres the remakes and all that because they go in their house and they open like fridge doors and cupboards like why on earth would you do that and i know it's because they want you to be grossed out oh we have you know rotten food in here but who's gonna go in the house and open someone's fridge nobody exactly so, like it bothers me but yeah that is good though yeah for sure
2: awesome uh, all right, I'll go next. Uh, my next one also off the video nasty list, and this one is from 1981, and that is The House by the Cemetery, directed by Lucio Fulci, a uh, very famous Italian horror director. Uh, yeah, this one is about uh, this uh, family who goes to, um, you know, uh, this small New England town. They move into this house by a cemetery. <laughs> uh, And basically, like, weird stuff starts happening inside the house. And uh, we don't really know what it really is until the end of the movie. Uh, But, yeah, uh, this one is okay. I gotta say for a Fulci movie, though, I was quite disappointed. Um, Sure, there's gore in it. But for the most part, it's pretty tame for Fulci standards. Uh, And just overall, the movie was just very blat to me besides the ending which i thought the last like 25 30 minutes were great and like the monster thing at the end is pretty awesome looking um but for the most part um i was pretty disappointed with this one yeah it's a little boring yeah that's i mean just mainly mainly boring Mm -hmm. for the most part i mean there's great gore scenes at at times and that's the best part of it like
3: a scene that it would have been on the list why? Like, why do you think? Like, I,
2: I think it's just the gore. Like, you know, you know, there's like five or six like graphic gore scenes, but like, who
3: made the nasties list? We, the are British. we going to talk about? Yeah, we're like, going
2: to. Okay. Yeah, we're going to go into okay, it.
3: I'll
5: calm um, myself. But yeah,
2: I mean, it's mainly just kind of dull for the most part and boring. Like, if you're going to watch a full two movie, I would go the Beyond or Zombie or something over this one. It's definitely one of the weaker full two movies I've seen. You got same?
3: You know what? I know you guys are thinking, Sam, you probably haven't watched anything, but we're on a little curve all your way and Joe and I watched a movie that was released this year twenty nineteen.
2: Uh twenty twenty
3: wide release, yep. Um it's called Vivarium, starring Imogen Poots and Jesse Eisenberg. Um, it's about a young married couple looking for a new home to live in, and uh, they kind of end up in a new development that they can't get out of. Um, it's an alien movie, I guess you could say.,
5: maybe, maybe, no. maybe it's
3: not. Maybe it's not. <laughs> maybe it's not. Um but yeah, it's I liked it. Did you like it, Joe?
2: I did. I think it's uh I
3: think I think we should review it.
2: I think well, it's, we talked about it, but Todd didn't want to. I it's I think it Well you just ruined be, the twist for me. <laughs> uh I wouldn't say so, Todd. Like you really gotta watch it. Like it's we you don't really know what it is, I'll say that.
3: This like, is why I don't watch anything. <laughs>
2: it's very open to interpretation. I think it's a very interesting movie and one that could be it's so weird movie that I think it would be a good discussion like
3: I wish more people would watch it yeah. like I wish it was more I feel I feel like it needs to be more known more seen more experienced is yeah I haven't heard 20, many
2: people talk about. top 10
3: yeah it is
2: it'd be in my top 10 currently yeah yep. what if, what if you know me, the that, twist...
3: that doesn't say much because I've only seen two movies this year
2: <laughs> would it
1: still be in your top 10 if you knew the twist that it was aliens like me <laughs>
3: It's not Aliens.
1: <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> all right. That's
3: smart, Todd.
5: <laughs>
1: Well, I watched one from 2013 on Tubi. Or was it Shudder? Tubi! One of those. Uh, but it's called Billy Club. And it is about a group of friends that are all grown up now. Uh, they're on Little League together. And, of course, in their past, one of their teammates died because they pra- played a prank on them and they drowned them, or did they? And he comes back uh, 10 or 15 years later, um, dressed as a baseball player with a bat, kind of like Lucille from The Walking Dead, and he starts um, killing them one by one. Pretty low budget. Budget. Billy Club.
3: Alrighty. Yeah,
1: pretty low budget, um, but they do a great job, especially with the gore. Um, Some of the comedy doesn't work. Uh, Some of the... um, like there's too much talking for for an indie slasher movie like mm-hmm. sometimes i try to go a little bit too deep and it's like if that's my problem with indie sometimes like you can forgive acting for the low budget but don't give them like shakespearean quality dialogue you know what i mean then it just takes you mm-hmm. a little bit out of it but uh billy club 2013 i recommend it as a fun little slasher and it's got a great freaking poster too
3: yeah i'm looking at the poster i feel like that'd be a great halloween costume too
1: yeah definitely mm-hmm.
4: All right. Uh, so my next one from the video Nasty List uh, is The Witch That Came From the Sea, which I watched on Tubi. Uh, this is a story of a woman who's dealing with the abuse that she suffered as a child uh, from her father by inexplicably murdering her lovers. Uh, I'm not really sure why. Even after watching the whole movie, it's, it just didn't really make sense to me. Uh, The story is a bit slow. Uh, Some of the murders are pretty cool. It's a bit of a weird film. Uh, It's very slow-paced. It's a lot of kind of the main actress just, you know, going through different emotions and stuff. But this is the one that I've watched out of the three that I can really see why it's on the video nasty list. And it's all because of one scene where you see her father abusing her as a child. And they don't show yeah abuse, but they show just a little bit too much to yes. make it it's it's just
5: it's very gross.
4: tough to it's very gross very tough to watch uh, and that for that reason I can see why it's on the list I wouldn't necessarily recommend it uh because it's such a slow burn and not much really happens but uh yeah it's it's quite the weird film and uh, yeah that's it it's, it's it's fucking disturbing to be honest with you
1: yeah it's definitely a weird one especially when she goes on these, like, fantasies for, like, minutes at a time. Yeah. yeah. She's it's, super it's, horny, it's, too. Yeah, yeah. She, she has a lot of sex in this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: yeah.
1: Yeah, that that scene is a little bit too much, though. I agree. Yeah, they, they show too much. It's, yeah. uh, without showing anything, they still show too much. It's, yeah. Anytime you do that, it's, like, unnecessary for sure. Right. Even the scene in um Gerald's game was, like, didn't show anything, but it was super effective in the way that it was, like, very gross. If you guys remember, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah I do. disgusting.
2: Yeah. I'd
1: rate
2: right, my next. Sorry. I'd be able to check it out. What's it called again? House of something with the witch.
1: Witch that
4: came from the. Joe sea. just, <laughs> yeah, Joe just heard the witch and he got excited. <laughs> I did.
2: Uh, yeah.
4: The witch. <laughs> came it from the do anything to do with the witches? Uh, yeah, on All TV. right.
2: Okay. Cool. Uh, Alright, my next one is from 1981, and this one is also on the video nasty list, and it is Possession, uh, starring uh, most famously Sam Neill from Jurassic Park fame, and also in The Malt of Madness. Um, but uh, yeah, this one is one of the most bizarre and weird movies I've ever watched, uh, the plot of this one is about um you know this uh the husband he comes back after a business trip and his wife just basically says she wants a divorce and the first 45 minutes of this movie is basically just like a straight drama almost about you know this couple dealing with their divorce and uh just like uh, it almost plays up like a like a greek tragedy like the acting is just so like over dramatic and just like you know, just like crazy. And then from there, the movie takes a turn um, where, you know, the wife starts going down this really like weird, dark path of um, just kind of like explainable, uh, unexplainable stuff. Like there's this one very memorable scene where she's walking um, down a, uh, like a subway alley and she just starts like convulsing. And this scene goes on for like over 10 minutes and um, it's, it's pretty unforgettable, honestly. Like, it's just at a, at a point, you're just like, wow, I don't know what the fuck's going on. And, like, that's kind of, like, how I felt about this whole movie. Like, I didn't know what the hell was going on, like, the whole movie, yet I was, like, entranced, like, the whole time watching it. Um, And, like, after it ended, like, it was, like, stuck in my brain, and I just couldn't stop thinking about it. So I... I mean, I could see people not liking this movie at all, but I think if you're into, like, really weird films and, like, I mean, I would say it's almost just kind of like an art piece done by the director because, like, I still don't know what the hell I watched after finishing this, but there's some really weird shit in it, some really, really fucked up imagery, and uh, I I would recommend it
3: all right so my next watch is gonna be uh doesn't exist uh
4: no no no. you know what sam you owe us a goodfellas review oh yeah i really want i really want to hear
3: it okay goodfellas um it's been a few weeks it was better than i thought i was trying to film's it's not that. I guess I just haven't seen a lot of mob films to know, but I really liked what was the one that just came out like The last Irishman. Year? I really enjoyed The Irishman. So Joe was like, oh my god, you have to see Goodfellas then. Yada, yada, yada. Um, so I was trying to act like I wasn't enjoying myself just to tease Joe a little bit, but I actually really enjoyed myself watching it. I don't know if I will watch The Godfather though. I feel like the Godfather is what I imagined that goodfellas would have been like if that makes sense. I feel like there's it's two completely different movies, but not. I feel like one's really heavy and deep. I feel like Godfather's like more of like the evil side, no? <gasps>
2: I mean, Goodfellas is pretty, there's some pretty evil stuff in it. but
3: No, but you're like, you're, you're, it's like watching your friends, and you're like, <laughs> hoping the best.
1: <laughs> if your friends all turn on each other and kill each other.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, Goodfellas is definitely a little heavier, and it's like more of a, like, serious-toned movie than yeah. Goodfellas is, yeah. Okay.
3: But I liked it.
1: All right, mine is a made-for-TV movie directed by Wes Craven. The first time I've ever seen this, called Invitation to Hell, came out in 1984. Have any of you guys seen this one? No. 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 All right. Uh, So basically, this family, this guy gets a new job. He's like a computer whiz, so he moves into like a you know kind of a ritzy neighborhood, and immediately all his coworkers are like, "Hey, man, like you gotta join the freaking country club. Anybody who's anybody joins the country club." And he's like, nah, I don't really like that shit. And everyone keeps like, oh, come on, check it out. Um, eventually his wife, I guess they were poor um, for a while. So his wife's like, you know, what? we work, you've worked so hard. I want to buy a new car. And I want a nice car. And I want to have a country club lifestyle and things like that. Kind of pressure him into doing it. Um, but meanwhile, everyone's acting super weird. They're like, hey, are they like aliens? Are they zombies or whatever? Um, eventually you figure out spoilers that, um literally it's an invitation to hell because there's like a portal at the country club where you go and then you're like other version comes out of you that's like a slave basically so your soul's kind of trapped in like a purgatory um it's it's very made for tv ish it's got a lot of weird like tv beats if that makes sense um wouldn't recommend it as like a movie to like get excited over but if you want to finish west Craven's filmography and then definitely. Um, But, you know, it's got its moments. Okay. All
5: right.
4: Uh, My last one from the video Nasty List was actually my second pick that uh, rightfully didn't win, thankfully. Uh, And that's Night of the Bloody Apes, which is also on Tubi. So this is a Mexican film. Uh, It's about a doctor whose son is dying from leukemia, So he figures out that if he transplants the uh, heart of an ape uh, with his son, then he would become healthy again because the heart doesn't have the leukemia attached to it and the ape has the antibodies required. So he does that, uh, which, by the way, is the reason it's on the video nasty list. It's because apparently they use real heart surgery clips in the uh, scene for the heart surgery, which I didn't know when I was watching it. I just looked kind of really... Real, I guess, but I didn't think twice of it. But I, when I read it, I'm DB later, I realized that's why it was uh, banned. So, of course, he gets cured, but then he becomes half man, half gorilla, escapes, and starts killing a bunch of people. And that's basically what the movie's about. There's also a really strange uh, subplot about a lucha wrestler, a female lucha wrestler, which is a uh, Mexican wrestler in a mask and she injures someone uh, in the ring, and it's about like her feelings towards it and everything, and her like boyfriend's a cop. And the whole thing is totally pointless to the story, other than her boyfriend's a cop, so he's investigating the ape, and the person she injures gets killed in the hospital. But the Lucha character herself, which is the one we really focus on, has nothing to do with the story, and it's very, very weird in that sense. Uh, the movie's okay. Some of the kills... Uh, are, like, okay at best. Nothing really memorable. So it's a passable film at best. But uh, if you want to get through the video nasty list, I guess it's one you have to watch. So Night of the Bloody Apes on Tubi.
2: Cool. Cool, cool. Uh, Tubi! Todd, why don't you go, and then me and Steve can talk some dreamland.
3: Stop being so bossy.
2: Sorry. Yes, sir, right away. I think it'd be a good way to end with it. (laughs) Yes, right away, sir. (laughs) Apologize. (laughs) <laughs> um, I
1: mis—I I mistakenly watched a movie called The Hole last night. I uh, thought I had clicked on Brahms' The Boy Part 2, but <laughs> yeah, it turned out to be a hole. Which I figured out like 15 minutes into the movie.
3: Was it also a horror film, Todd?
1: It was, so I lucked out on Well, Well, kind of, yeah, I would say yes. Um,
3: I laughed when you told us she hit the wrong movie or whatever. <laughs>
2: Well, yeah, he sent, he sent, like, two screenshots. He's like, I'm watching The Boy too. I was like, that does not look familiar <laughs> at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, I figured out, like, the hole was right next to it, and I guess I was just stupid. Um, but this is a 2009 film uh, starring super babe Haley Bennett, who um, I think is, like, a Bond girl. But I know she's from The Girl on the Train and in that movie Swallow, which I really want to watch. Um, but these uh, this family moves into a house, and they find, like, a locked cellar door that has, like, nine... Big ass locks on it. Of course, they break in, and when they open up the the, the hatch, it's just like an empty pit where you can't see the bottom of it and stuff like that. Um, eventually, of course, they start seeing strange things, and it turns out that the hole or the pit sees what you're afraid of. Um, so the little kid, the little swan, he's afraid of a uh, clown. So this clown, um, basically like a dummy, comes out and starts. <laughs> chasing him around is actually pretty creepy for a lot of it like he talks sometimes the girls have uh, had something happen in her past where her friend and a cop passed away in an accident so she's afraid of them in ghost form and then the uh the the oldest brother is afraid of their dad who was abusive uh it's an excellent gateway into horror for young kids or early teens um it's it feels like a more adult goosebumps or afraid of the dark episode like this could have been in the are You Afraid of the Dark Movie? Uh, would I, yeah, so I would recommend it for that purpose. I don't think it would be, like, a diehard, like, fan for any of us. But if you're trying to get, like, your little brother or something into it, this is definitely a good way to start.
3: Todd, if you looked in the hole, what would be showing back Fucking at you?
1: shark, dude.
5: <laughs>
1: freaking, freaking great white shark.
2: Are we getting a boy tour review, or is that for next week?
1: Uh, That'll be enough for next week. I didn't get to finish it.
2: Okay. All right. And uh, I think to end the night out, Steve and I are going to talk about Dreamland because uh, we interviewed the director, which you guys will be hearing at the end of the episode. Uh, But I will just give the quick plot on Dreamland here. I'm just going to read the IMDb uh, plot synopsis on this one. Uh, On the night of the strangest wedding in cinema history, a grotesque gang boss hires a stone-cold killer to bring him the finger of a fading, drug-addicted jazz legend. Uh, This movie stars Juliette Lewis, Henry Rollins, and Stephen McCaddy. Uh, Stephen McCaddy uh, being probably the biggest one in this one. He plays, interestingly enough, a dual role uh, in this one, uh, which to me was a little bit confusing. I really don't know why they did that, but uh, yeah, um, Steve, take it away. What did you think of this one?
3: Are you uh, so hot? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you you take it away, Joe. Just
2: well, this was Steve's recommendation.
3: So you should let him. No,
2: I'm just <laughs>
3: I'll shut up.
4: I'll I'll go. Uh I actually really liked this movie. I, I didn't love it, but I liked it. Uh there was a lot of interesting themes in this movie. Uh Henry Rollins Wow, like, I didn't see his acting coming. He's actually really good in the role that he had. Uh, He plays kind of a crime boss that uh, is the one who puts out hits for um, McHaddy, and I really liked uh, his role. He was, like, a little over the top, but not too much. So that was great. There's also a vampire in this movie that's just fantastic. Uh, Just a really creepy dude, and he looks creepy, and he acts creepy. And I, it's weird because I don't know where the vampire came from. It's like a weird mix of a crime movie slash a comedy slash a vampire movie. But I really liked his role. It's a little bit disturbing because it does, uh, like, the main plot of the story deals a lot with underage sex trafficking, uh, which is very uncomfortable to watch. But at least the main character is totally against it, and he tries to stop it. And that's kind of the story is the vampire is trying to marry one of the little girls and he doesn't want that to happen. Uh, I agree with that with Joe, that the dual role didn't work for me. It was really strange. I was kind of confused as to why uh, I thought they should have just gotten an actor that kind of looked like him. And that would have been fine. The dual role just, I just, it made me think too much like what, why it just doesn't make sense. And uh, the last scene of this movie is fantastic. I don't want to spoil it because I don't even know if it's out now, but uh, it's almost worth watching just for that last scene. It's totally over the like balls to the walls and a lot of shooting and stuff, and it's just awesome. So I would recommend it. Don't have high high expectations for it, but overall, I, I was I enjoyed the film.
2: Uh, yeah, I mean it. So, like, I, I I did like this movie. I, I, I didn't love it, but I, I definitely thought it was it was a, a decent enough film. Um, I just found it, like, kind of hard to follow a lot of the time, and that was my main uh, complaint about it. But it's, I mean, it's definitely an interesting movie. I mean, it's done, I mean, it's acted very well. Like I said, Henry Rollins gives a, a great performance in this one as the crazy mob boss guy, and um i really did like um one of mccaddy's characters Uh, i didn't really like uh, his other character the dual role just did not work for me at all like you know steve was saying as well um i just wish they got another actor to play that it just made it even more confusing um but yeah i mean overall i I thought it was an enjoyable enough film and i i think it's definitely worth a one-time watch anyway
1: permission to speak sir (laughs) i'm
2: just kidding (laughs)
1: Oh, uh, hey, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about uh, Bronze 2 or whatever the hell it's called next week, but it's doesn't work as a movie, in my opinion. Yeah. Uh, Wait till you get to the ending. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> that guy's voice, I
2: can't understand a single thing he's saying. <laughs> Ralph Finiston? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, that accent is very tough for sure, but. It's like Brad Pitt in that one movie. I did have a tough time with it, personally, but. Yeah. Are we doing trivia? Uh, yeah. Do you want to do trivia or do you want to do hard news first? Let's do trivia. Uh, alright, let's do trivia.
1: Sam gets double points, right?
5: She does. So opportunity, that kind of
2: to,
1: opportunity to take first place from the reigning champ.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, alright. Well, I think my points are correct in order here. Whatever.
3: (laughs) Steve's been keeping track of all of our points. Steve, go
2: ahead.
5: (laughs) I don't don't have them written down.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. No, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm correct here. All right, so currently in last place, we have Sam with uh, 20 points. Woo-woo! In third place is Joe with 23 points. In second place is Steve with 32 points. And in first place, the reigning champion, Todd, with 34 points.
5: All right, Todd. It's
2: a tight race. I guess
1: I'll
3: go first.
1: I want to set a rule here. I want to set a rule first.
3: All right, go for it. Shit's
1: getting too real around here. It's like The Hunger Games. (laughs) (laughs) The question must be asked in full before shouting an answer oh okay you can't be like
3: done with the question you can't
1: can't change your question like mid-answer either
3: (laughs) (laughs) well these (laughs) are already written now so i won't have to come up with them myself all
5: right ready yep
3: all righty Looking for one answer. Let me clarify hmm. that. Who directed both *The Sound of Music* and *The Haunting*? Oh, oh yeah. my gosh, this
1: is a good I question. I thought this question before, actually. I don't oh man, I used to watch this all the time at my grandparents' house. Sound of, *Sound of Music*. The hills are alive. You
5: know?
1: I, um, I have no idea. Hills you have. Of, uh, idea? I have
5: no
1: idea. No. I don't either I don't either
3: Alrighty the answer is Robert Wise
1: mm. Mm, Good one Any relation to Ray Wise
3: uh, That I do not know
1: Okay I shall go next
3: Alrighty Okay
1: so this one's a different kind of question I think we've done this one before so you gotta Reply to the character's quote I'm going to tell you okay Oh boy so it's going to be lines that are pretty popular. So you should get them. All right. So say the line, say the next line in this horror movie, Army of Darkness. Okay. So it's from Army of Darkness. Here's the line you have to respond to. You found me beautiful once. But baby, you got real ugly. It it's was incorrect.
5: Groovy,
1: oh. I don't know. <laughs> You're not even going to take a stab. Bitch, you got ugly. Ash wouldn't say bitch, Joe.
3: (laughs) respect. He respects people.
1: Steve is extremely close. Sam, do you want to take a stab?
3: I did. I feel like mine was wrong.
1: I didn't hear you. What was it?
3: Well, I don't know. I just was guessing. I just said, (laughs) it's groovy, baby.
5: I was doing a little bit of awesome Are you high right now? (laughs) (laughs)
1: No, it's, uh, honey, you got real ugly. So close.
4: <laughs> all right i'll go next um so the question actually comes from weezer face over on instagram so thank you very much for the question all
3: right weezer
4: i got one
1: from her too
3: i see you. you're not sending me no questions so i see how it is
1: <laughs> she never knows you? if you be on the show or not you
5: know, oh. I know what
1: <laughs> did, did you get one todd from her I uh, got her a couple weeks ago.
4: Okay. Because no, so she's like, I'm going right. to send one to Todd and Sam. I'm like, let you should... At, let me look. You, you should give Todd a, a George Romero one. He loves those.
1: <laughs> oh, no. I'm not... I'm, if she sends me that, I'm not saying shit to you. <laughs> I know.
5: <laughs> I'm, I'm, <laughs> trying to, like,
1: I'm trying to trap her to like get easy <laughs> questions.
5: Anyway. Uh, so,
1: th- 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 thank you
4: for the question. So she says, in Rosemary's Baby, what's inside the
1: necklace given to Rosemary? <laughs> um A flower?
3: But what kind?
1: You have to say, no. It's well, a root. I guess it's Steve's question.
2: It's a root, isn't it? Tannis? Yeah, that's right. Oh, nice. Tannis, tannis, tannis root. Nice. Yeah. Doesn't it smell wait, like shit? Wait,
3: what or did Steve say?
2: He said a flower. Oh, no, wait, no. Steve, Steve gave what the did question. What'd you just say? I, he said I was right. I said it's right. No, but,
3: wait, what is he saying?
2: What are you talking
3: tannis. about? The tanister. <laughs>
1: No, Root said it's some sort of root. Jesus.
3: <laughs> I thought Joe
1: was trying to fly by. You need to stop drinking wine. What the hell are you
5: doing?
1: Seltzer <laughs> and Powerade.
5: Uh, all That's right. a
1: good guess, man. Doesn't it smell like shit or something? Like they complain?
2: Yeah. yeah.
5: Mm.
2: Alright, well I'll go with mine. Mine also is from WeezerFace on Instagram. So Shout out to her once again. All right. In Reanimator, the title theme music is a direct ripoff of the score from what other horror classic?
1: Uh, that would be Friday the Thirteenth. Incorrect. <gasps> no. Uh, Psycho. Psycho is correct. I, I'm like playing it
4: in my head. I'm like, I can. Like, Where's it from? Where's it from? <laughs> It really is like a direct ripoff. But, I yeah, I it's, it's like it str- it's like, like straight, straight up. up rip-off.
2: Oh my god, it's the psycho theme.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Is it a ripoff or is it an homage? An
1: homage. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fine line.
5: Yeah.
3: yeah. <laughs> All righty. Ready? Yep. Yes. The Midnight Meat Train was based off of a short story of the same name by what author? Clyde
1: Barker. Clyde Barker, sorry.
3: You got it.
1: Yay. I thought you were no, done with your no. questions. I spoke too soon. No, that's okay. Let's go close enough. Okay, I'm sorry, guys. I broke my own rule. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's allowed. To punish myself, I will add five additional points to my score.
5: <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that movie. Fun I don't.
5: You don't. I, I don't
2: know. Like, sorry, once I,
3: Bradley um, Cooper.
2: Yeah.
3: Kind of gave She's... me like the queasy feels.
2: I just remember
1: having like a lot of unnecessary CGI. Am I right, or is what's thinking thing of something else?
3: Um, it's been a few years since I've seen it, right. so. But I wouldn't be surprised if you are right.
1: Okay. All right. Number two, name the goth lead character in Night of the Demons Angela. Correct, she's having a killer party in your
2: environment. Sure, well, guys, like that's really that's too easy. So I thought, you know, yeah, thought me me too, uh, just is kidding. the first one that came to mind, I'm like, no, that's that's
4: too easy. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, um. What's the name of the casino in Leprechaun Three? Oh, Shamrock. That's a good guess. It's I'll, groovy, ac- I'll, I'll, I'll accept. it. It's not oh. the name. Oh, it's, actually, it's the Lucky Shamrock, but it's close. Thanks, thanks, buddy.
3: Okay, even oh. though Steven Todd said that the rules are getting a little messy.
4: <laughs> I think if the person like allows it, or you know, depending on how. I think Shamrock well, is close
1: enough. Well, let me go to the judges then for my first question. The quote is, honey, you got real ugly. Steve said, baby,
2: you got real ugly. That's pretty different. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right. My next one is from another listener, from one of our other listeners, Kayla. So shout out to her, Kayla Lene. I think I'm pronouncing it right now. Uh, all right. She said, uh, what is the name of the fictional Canadian mining town in My Bloody Valentine? What is it? It's
3: Valentine Bluff.
2: What is the um, name Val- of the fictional Bluff. mining town? Oh, Todd uh-huh. got it.
3: What was it, Todd? Yes,
1: Valentine Bluff.
2: It's Valentine Bluffs, but I'll allow it. <laughs> oh, come on, guys. <laughs>
1: I still remember when Joe answered five and the answer is 50 and Sam wanted to give him a freaking point. Really? I remember. That was hilarious.
3: <laughs> or something I don't like know that. number to that. That's <laughs> hilarious. I feel like I would do that with Todd, but not with Joe. <laughs> All Damn. righty. All right. What is the surname of the Texas Ranger called in to investigate the attacks in the town that dreaded sundown,
5: 1976?
2: The Wolf. Is that incorrect? We reviewed this movie, actually, on the podcast. It's not the It's th- not The Wolf?
3: The surname. No.
2: Oh. Darn. Love that movie. I haven't seen it, so I can't tell <laughs> I've seen it, I just don't... Steve, you haven't seen it? It's
3: not I can't that fi- good. I can't find it yes, anywhere. Yes it is! The original- the original is that good. Yes it is. The original mm. and the remake. Mm. The remake's the Boy fucking
2: shit. Itself. I'd say the remake was probably better. The remake I, really I agree. Good.
3: Morales. Oh. No one gets a point.
1: Fine. Darn. I went to Texarkana. It was pretty cool. Really? Yeah. All right, my turn. Um, yeah, hold on. Go back to my list. Where the hell did it go? All right, here it goes. This is a tagline, and it should be easy. No pressure. All right, here it is. You have the right to remain silent forever.
3: Hellraiser.
1: Maniac uh, may cop. That is correct.
3: Oh,
1: nice. Alright.
4: Um, my next one is a real easy one, so
3: it's answer quickly. Don't insult me.
4: No, no. <laughs> In Stephen King's Silver Bullet, mm. what is the Silver Bullet? Uh, The fucking wheelchair. Yeah, I mean, the fucking was over. It's got it a build-up strap but, to it.
5: Yeah, it,
4: is, it is a wheelchair.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh... Did you guys ever see did you guys watch It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia? No. No. no? Right, it's no, great like, though. It's hilarious, but uh one of the characters is a he's clo- a closet homosexual and he uh <laughs> makes an exercise bike that has a dildo. <laughs> and he says it's to keep your quad strength up so you don't get like rammed with it. <laughs> <That's pretty funny>. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
5: All right.
1: is that it? Joe, just Go.
4: It's, yeah,
5: Joe. <laughs>
1: Yep. All right. Why did you get that one, Joe? You love that movie.
3: Well, he's not in pain. Not I'm pain. sorry. I was in
2: pain. <laughs> he's
1: playing on his my phone.
3: Friend,
2: <laughs> well, my thinks, <laughs> I had a friend text me thinking I'm mad at him, so I was responding to all that. <laughs> <laughs> all the background here. Uh, okay. My last question of the night is What was the alternative title, original title for The Burning?
4: Uh... Oh, I, I just read that like 20 minutes yeah. ago.
3: Campfire.
1: Camp, camp Blackfoot murders. No. Okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, I lighted it up, up, up.
1: Hey, camp Can't, can't massacre. Oh. Incorrect. This, this doesn't count. But the Cropsy murders. Very close,
2: Todd. <laughs>
5: really?
2: Yeah. Cropsey? The original, or, the original title was Cropsy. Wow.
5: They should have kept it Cropsey.
3: Cropsy oh, like Cropsy better than the burning. I mean, I do like the title, the burning, but Cropsy's like, ooh, that sounds spooky. What is that?
2: <laughs> All right, well, that is it for trivia this week. Um,
1: do you guys want to know what I wrote down just in case you guys ask these questions?
2: Yes.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. I wrote down Camp Blackfoot mm-hmm. as the the camp from this movie. Cropsy as the lead character's name in room 113, I don't remember why I wrote that down, but I wrote it down. Yeah, okay. Uh, I I wrote down, Costanza wears number 96
4: the whole movie. (laughs) 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 I don't know why, every shirt he has is number 96. It's the weirdest thing.
2: I actually had two other burning trivia questions, but because of our listener trivia questions, I didn't use them.
3: Yeah, I was like, Joe usually always. Yeah. That's a safe bet, is to write down. They
2: were very easy ones, though. Yeah. So I can, if you guys want, uh, for no points, who did, who did the special effects Tom makeup? Savini. Savini. Yeah.
4: Yes. I would have
2: and
1: Steve Yelling.
4: What
2: famous, uh, what famous movie producers? Produce this one. Weinstein. Uh, the Weinstein yeah. brothers.
3: The Nasties. They should have been on the Nasties list.
2: What famous disgraced producer? Harvey. Harvey. Yes. He wrote uh, okay. It, too. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Yeah, you can totally tell. Yeah.
5: Come
3: on.
4: Come on we'll, baby. we'll get to that.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, after tonight, uh, so Joe. And Todd each got three points tonight. Steve got, uh, wait, Steve got a, a point, just one, 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 one point. One point. I got one more
1: point, you, you jerk. You got one? Yeah, I got, I got, I got four, you jerkhead. I
2: got four, okay. I don't know. I must, I? I must have missed it. Wait, did you?
1: I I thought I did, but see if you had to guess. No, you might
2: have got four. I, I. who Did you get that one? I missed I, I, it. It might have been yours. But uh, Okay, so Todd got four points. Steve got one. Joe got three. Sam with none tonight. Oh yeah. <laughs> so Sam remains at twenty points. Joe moves up to twenty six points. Steve goes up to thirty three, and Todd widens the lead a little bit to get to thirty eight points.
1: Can you can you check on that though, Steve? I don't uh, want. To take I, a point
2: I will. This, like, <laughs> all right. Yeah. You definitely have three. I did. I might have missed out on one. I'll, I'll, did I'll you get a silver bullet sure. one? all right i didn't so that was probably the one okay all right news all right our news time all right so let's get into uh the big news here because i know sam has a big boner over this a female boner over this one as uh, why can't
3: i just have a boner why do you have to say a female
2: boner You, can't, is there, you wanna is really there butthole gushing <laughs> Her buttholes oozing over this news, <laughs> as uh, Universal has officially announced their next movie uh, in the Universal Monsters will be The Wolf Man, and starring will be Ryan Gosling as the title character. Okay. Like <laughs> long whistle for that one.
5: Well,
2: indeed, it was. Uh, but yeah, so the film apparently is also based on a pitch from Ryan Gosling himself. <laughs> All right. So yeah, so uh, I don't know. I think that's a pretty interesting casting choice.
3: Uh, you mean amazing.
2: You think amazing.
3: Guys, he's a great actor. If you have not seen more than five of his movies, you're missing out.
1: All right. Blade Runner. He's excellent in that movie. Um. Mm-hmm. What was I gonna say? Oh, did you guys like the Benicio del Toro one from like 2010 or something? I, don't
5: I think I thought, I thought it was pretty good.
1: good. It was okay. I liked it. Yeah, I agree.
5: Yeah,
1: it certainly wasn't bad. He, del Toro's more like wolf-like already, though. He's got like a wolf look. If that makes sense.
3: So does Ryan? Does he? I mean, if you give him like some like a beard and brown hair.
2: Yeah, I will mean, be just to see, like, what they decide it. to do. I just hope they don't try to make it, like, too realistic, you know, like a... No, really, a it's going to be Yeah, or, like, throw some sort of agenda in there or something, you know. Just, like, keep it to the Universal Monsters, and hopefully it'll be good. Uh, all right, uh, next bit of news here is uh, for Goosebumps fans and, you've, and you and video gamers, because I know Steve and Todd are both big gamers. Uh, new Goosebumps video game is on the way uh, this summer. It is going to be called... Goosebumps Dead of Night. It will be available on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and the PC. Uh, in this game, uh, Slappy escapes from the pages of Goosebumps and reunites with his family of monsters. It's up to you to stop Slappy from unleashing the Goosebumps monsters into our world. To trap Slappy back in his book, you'll have to solve puzzles and outwit the Goosebumps monsters. Um, you can check the trailer out currently over on YouTube. How, how many looks times that awesome.
1: motherfucker gonna escape though? <laughs> it's like yeah. it's always him.
2: You say it looks awesome, Steve? Awful. Awful? <laughs> like,
4: the the, 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 fri- the friggin' graphics looks like like twenty years ago. Really? Uh, the last Goosebumps game was really bad as well, so I'm not surprised. It's it's too bad, but I would really pass on this one.
2: <laughs> all right. Uh, all right. Well, good news. Um, for fan, uh, if you haven't. Been able to check out uh, Color Out of Space yet, which we um, reviewed um, recently. Uh, Shutter has just picked up uh, the rights for it, and it will be streaming um, at uh, later this year. They also picked up uh, the streaming rights for uh, an indie movie called The Shed. So, for you Shutter fans out there, a couple new horror movies to keep an eye on coming soon. Uh, also, Doug Bradley has launched a YouTube channel. So for you Howraiser fans, or just horror fans in general, uh, you can check out Doug Bradley's uh, new uh, YouTube channel where currently he is reading the entire novel of Frankenstein in a series of videos. Um, So yeah, you can check check it out. Just search uh, Doug Bradley on YouTube. And if you want to uh, go to bed listening to Doug Bradley read you some Frankenstein, uh, go for it. All right, let's talk a trailer here, because I know you guys were pretty excited about this one. You guys sent it over to me. Uh, This one is called Aqua Slash. In Aqua Slash, here's a little plot synopsis. High school is over for the students of Valley Hills, and they're ending it with a huge weekend bash at Wet Valley, a reportedly haunted water park stuck in the 80s where they can party like there's no tomorrow. A cash prize is up for grabs for the fastest team to fly down the slides, but the teens are unprepared for a razor sharp surprise as someone plots to slice up the competition. Uh, this movie, Aqua will be premiering on VOD June 23rd, 2020. So, pretty soon, just in a few weeks. Uh, so, yeah, you guys, we all watched the trailer. What did you guys think of Aqua Slash? It,
1: looks, <laughs> it looks, really, looks really fun.
2: Yeah, it looks fun.
1: Yeah, I'm so
4: in for this. Like, I I used to go to uh, aquatic parks a lot as a kid, uh, up until like my 20s, and this is just like right down my wheelhouse. I'm so excited for this, though. Yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah,
5: wait.
2: yeah, it looks like it looks like a blast, like a definite like horror comedy uh, style thing, and where they say the 80s never uh, ends or whatever. It just, yeah, it just looks like a really fun time. Obviously, like a low budget indie thing, but uh, it looks like it's actually like well it looks like it's like shot pretty well and stuff so oh uh, yeah i'm excited for it as well
1: i just hope they don't do cgi because that would I ruin it
2: yeah i mean for, based on the trailer we watched it looked like it was going to be pretty practical mm-hmm. like from the, the few kills we did see so yeah but i agree yeah hopefully not especially with low budget indie whenever they throw the cgi in there it just looks awful like especially like the worst the biggest my biggest complaint is when indie movies do like CGI blood, it just never looks good.
1: Um, yeah, blood hits.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh all right, uh next bit of news here is Ari Oster is in the news as he has teased that, that his next movie will be a nightmare comedy and he anticipates it to be over 4 hours long. I'm out. <laughs> um, <laughs> nope you're out already Todd yeah it's ridiculous it, it really is ridiculous right like I will watch anything Ari Aster does just because like I've really enjoyed both of his movies but man uh, do you really need to do a four-hour movie don't you think that's kind of overindulgent
1: yeah it's like a little too arty man like I don't know like I never saw the full cut of um Midsummer, but I think that yeah, adds, I didn't what, watch the extended minutes?
2: cut either. Yeah, the extended cut I think was uh, about three hours, so they added Ish. about a half hour. Yeah, but yeah, he so he's described uh, this movie as an anxiety comedy and an absurdist uh, evil comedy. So yeah, keep an eye out for that. Um, I I I just can't imagine the the studio will allow him to do a four-hour movie you think they'll definitely cut it and then they'll release maybe the four hours director cut. But if they want it to release in theaters, there's no way a theaters is releasing a four hour movie.
1: Yeah. I was going to say that too. It's, is it going to be direct to streaming or something? I mean, it would
2: have to be if it's going to yeah. be a release, you know, cause yeah. I mean, you just can't make money when a movie's that long in theaters, yeah. you know,
1: but I thought he was doing Nosferatu or is that the other one?
2: Uh, that's Eggers. Eggers. Yeah. That's, yeah. One, yeah. that's been, man, that's been teased ever since the witch ended, but, He's, it's just kind of been uh, put on hold, and he's doing his uh, that uh, Viking movie next, Eggers is, with nice. uh, Skarsgård Brothers. Nice. So, yeah, that's going to be coming. So, uh, hopefully, I, I think he'd be perfect for Nosferatu, so hopefully that does happen. Uh, all right, and then uh, the last bit of news tonight is just a fun little list here I wanted to throw at you guys. Um, Bloody Disgusting did a list of five documentaries for the horror fan to stream this week. So if you are a fan of hard uh, documentaries, here are a few you can uh, check out. Uh, the first one being uh, King Cohen, the w- uh, wild world of filmmaker Larry Cohen, of course, most famously known for directing um, the stuff. Uh, that one is currently streaming over on Shudder. Uh, Haunters, the art of the scare. I think we watched that one, didn't we, Sam? Did
3: you?
2: Haunters. I thought we did.
3: I've seen
2: it. Yeah. Uh, that one is currently streaming on streaming on Prime Video, Shudder, and Tubi. Uh, that one is about... Tubi! Um, <laughs> that one is about, uh, like, you know, Halloween, Haunter, people. Uh, the next one is Lost Souls, The Doomed Journey of Richard Stanley's Island of Dr. Monroe. Uh, that one is currently streaming over on Prime Video. Obviously, he talks about uh, the craziness of the making of dr monroe uh, the next one and then uh, the next one is memory the origins of alien which is currently streaming over on crackle and finally nightmares in red white and blue currently streaming on tubi that one um i have seen that one is kind of a whole uh history of horror has interviews from john carpenter uh romero joe dante McGarris, uh amongst others. Others, Uh, so yeah, five hard documentaries you can uh, check out this weekend, and uh, that is the hard
5: news.
1: Very cool. Mm -hmm. I forgot to mention about the hole and you saying Joe Dante brought it up. He actually directed that movie. Oh, Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. The burning.
5: (laughs) This summer, if you're planning to go camping. Forward to midnight swims. Don't. I'm gonna sneak on back to the campsite. Get some matches. Build us a hard fire. Help me, Mom. And if you're thinking about being with someone where no one can see you, don't. Because this summer, A Legend of Terror isn't just a campfire story anymore. They say he smashed his way through the bunkroom door just a mass of
0: flames ride out. I will return. I will have my revenge. He lives on
5: whatever he can catch. Right now, he's out there, watching, waiting. Who's there? What happened one summer five years ago is about to happen again, and again, and again the burning or did you guys
1: or did you want to talk about the uh the nasties real quick and how yeah. it came to be and stuff
2: uh yeah you go go ahead whoever wants to jump into it well, I'm not prepared, so...
5: I'm not either, that's why. <laughs> all,
2: right,
1: all right, all right, I'll, I'll take over. Do it, save it. <laughs> so uh,
4: the video nasty list is a list that uh, refers to something done in the United Kingdom uh, back in the early 1980s that was basically wanting to pull back on releases that they deemed was... Uh, too easily accessible for children and by being either too violent or too sexually graphic, uh, or as they say, too obscene for the general public. So they released a list of 72 films that uh, they decided were just too much for the public. Uh, They were split in two uh, section one, what they called prosecuted films, uh, films that were deemed so nasty that they were bringing him to court for being too obscene in the eyes of the UK. Uh, Section 2, non-prosecuted films, these movies were obscene, but uh, enough to ban from the UK, but not necessarily enough to prosecute them. And later on, they released another list of 82 films that uh, they just kind of added to this list. The majority of these films were either re-release with the certain cuts that uh, they agreed with the UK or later on re-release with their full versions, mostly in the early two thousands. So that's basically the gist of what the video nasties is. And personally, it's, it's like telling a kid, don't go in that giant fun looking puddle. Uh, you put a list out that says this is the nastiest films out there and I don't know, I want to see them. So it really didn't work in their favor. And I think, uh, It it almost did, like, the opposite of what they were trying to do. Like, people were actually hunting them down more because of this. So It's it's an interesting thing. And The Burning is one of those films, which is actually in section one in the uh, prosecuted
1: horror Yeah, but isn't it an American film where they get to extradite the filmmaker? Or is it if you have it? What was it here? Let's see.
4: I I think they just went after the films to basically... It's a way of them banning the film. So it mm-hmm. says this
1: movie can't be in the UK because of the law. So that's basically gotcha. what it is. I yeah. imagine it'd be really exciting for a horror fan in England though, to like, Hey dude, I got this fucking tape. That's a rip from another tape. looks like shit, but it's a nasty, that'd be hella fun.
4: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, but even
1: until like the early two thousands,
4: a lot of these were tough to get, mm-hmm. uh, like actually the first one I, well, other than maybe evil dead, which I'd seen because it got released a lot here, but, uh, I remember someone like sliding me a disc at the store I used to work at of uh, the Cannibal <laughs> the porn Holocaust. porn disc? No, no, of Cannibal Holocaust and
5: like the craziest <laughs>
4: movie you've ever seen. Because we used to talk horror every time we came to rent movies. And yeah, so that's, I guess you'd get a lot of that back then.
1: That's cool. Yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: um, what were you guys' picks for the ones that weren't voted for? I know I picked uh, Nightmares and a Damaged Brain, which is an 80s film, also known as Nightmares which is, um got, like, a really good... Basically, this kid gets um, corrupted because he sees his dad having kinky sex um, and then murders them. So it's, like, got some really good gore, and I think it's banned because it has a lot of child endangerment in it, but it's a good movie.
2: Uh, I picked The Possession, which uh, I talked about on What Watched, and then my other pick was Don't Go in the House, which I had never seen before, but it sounded really good. It was about, like, this guy who... Um, like goes around and like goes after women with a blowtorch. So I thought that sounded kinda of brutal and was not something I had ever really seen before in like a slasher style movie. So I think yeah, that one has a different it. name, right, Joe? I believe it does, yeah. Let's go and pick. Uh Sam you picked I can't remember. Did you pick? You picked the burning oh, Driller
3: Killer, I believe. Yeah, you
2: did. The burning and driller killer.
4: And I picked the two I talked about, uh, *Dead and Buried* and *Night of the Bloody Apes*. And my only reason for picking those two is because they were
1: available on Tubi. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
5: don't
1: don't go in the house. Um, you said you did watch a Joe, or no?
2: I didn't end up watching it. No.
1: That one's um, pretty brutal because he like has a room that he dedicates to just burning people.
2: What was uh, that?
1: He he has a room that he dedicates to burning people in. Oh yeah, that's so that's that sounds pretty brutal. Yeah, I don't remember what my second pick was.
2: Um, evil Speak.
1: Eve, oh, Evil Speak just because I saw the screenshot of that girl and
2: I wanted to watch <laughs> it.
1: <laughs> Never seen that one personally.
2: Oh, Todd. Uh, I know, it's me. Yeah. Actually, it, it, I also picked Possession because uh, out of all the video nasties, it's the, high, it's the highest rated one on IMDb with a 7.4 rating.
1: Even over Evil Dead, huh?
2: yes all right well
1: we ended up though with the burning um 1981 and according to imdb a former summer camp caretaker horribly burned from a prank gone wrong lurks around an upstate new york summer camp bent on killing the teenagers responsible for his disfigurement um so the movie starts out with a group of young men um they're conspiring in a dark cabin saying we're gonna we're gonna fuck with the caretaker because he's an asshole, he's super mean, he deserves it. Uh so they you set up a
5: whispering
2: f- though,
1: Todd. Oh yeah, they, they're <laughs> that whispering <was> so <laughs> They're whispering and giggling. Although they're not really quiet when they're sneaking around Cops' house. Exactly. Like, I don't know. But I guess he's drunk, so it makes sense. Um anyway, they set up like a little prank where they put like a skull with uh, candles in its eyes next to Cops' bed and then they bang on his window for him to wake up, and then he knocks it over, and he has a gas canister in his room next to his bed. I don't know how he does that without, like, freaking dying because gas smells really terribly, and he burns alive. Um, and then
2: the boys... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you, but do you think this is where Civ- like they got the idea for like Mrs. Voorhees' like, skull? Because it's almost like... That's what it maybe. reminded me of. Yeah. yeah. Did, well, did Savini work on the Friday the 13th sequels?
4: He he actually refused this, the second one to do this one.
5: Oh,
2: okay. Nice. And then it, the second one is where we see Mrs. Voorhees' skull, right? Right. Yeah, so very interesting. Uh,
1: but anyway, of course the boys don't fess up, but they don't help Cropsey. Um, fast forward, he survived, and he's in a hospital, terribly disfigured. And I got to say that the doctor, the black doctor, is, like, super mean <laughs> to, to Cropsy. <laughs> um he's not he's telling, he's like he's not like a doctor though right he's like the orderly or something oh well maybe yeah but um either way he gets this other guy and he's like hey man you gotta look at this freak look at him look how freaky he is like two two crops his face and it's pretty sad <laughs> yeah um, but then five years pass and crops ready to go but the doctor's like hey man like we couldn't do anything sorry about your face basically have fun and they kick him out and then fast forward to the present day um where they're at a summer camp you know traditional friday the 13th kind of style and people start dying um so leave it at that what did you guys think about the opening like prank i don't understand why he would hit a flame onto himself
2: i mean i just took it as just like an accident he was just like so scared by the the thing he like tried to just just like knock it away from himself and just—it was like an accident, you know. Okay,
3: but what did <laughs> they think was gonna happen? I mean,
2: I mean, they didn't think he was something that bad was gonna happen, you know. Well,
3: I mean, they—they literally lit it on fire and set it in his cabin.
2: Yeah, but you will not expect—you just like expect him to scream and like jump out of his bed and like run away, and then you can laugh at him, like. <laughs> but how
3: is the thing gonna put itself out though? Like.
2: He's gonna blow on it.
3: Yeah. No. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Why were they mean to him, though? I, I know they were, like, whispering, like, he's mean to people, but I didn't really I get why just, they hated him.
2: I just assumed they were, like... He was just, like, a caretaker, so, like, I just felt like they just kind of, like... Maybe he was, like, a little slow or something, so they mm-hmm. just kind of bullied him. That's kind of, like, what I was thinking. I see.
1: Of course, yeah. they had to have the up-to-nostril the shot the entire time <laughs> <laughs> <They> <laughs> were, <laughs> he was sleeping. <laughs> Frickin' Todd's, am I right?
2: Did Yeah. <laughs> did, I, I, did the guy who played... Cropsy in the beginning is that the same guy who like plays him like in the makeup and stuff in the killer? Do we know this? Know. Let me look I it know. up.
4: I sure. It looks like it that way. On, yeah, yeah, on on IMDb anyway, it so it seems to be only one person that plays Cropsy.
1: Yeah, Lou okay. David. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So ha- let's talk about the star-studded cast of the future. Um. You got freaking. What's his name? Jason Alexander in a very early role where he still has his hair. They actually said Psych. it was his
2: uh, from what I read on IMDb it was his uh, film debut. Oh, was it? Yeah. But why does he look exactly the same? He really <laughs> does. He looks like he's 40 in this movie too. <laughs> <laughs> that that's what I have in my notes. What is the
1: age range for this summer camp? Because <laughs> you got little tiny kids and you got people having sex like right next to them and smoking yeah. cigarettes.
2: So, I took it as like a summer camp where like Like, it ranged from, like, uh, elementary school kids to, like, seniors. and 30-year-olds? No, like, I took it as, like, the old kids are supposed to be, like, high school seniors or, like, juniors or something.
1: There's no way Glazer is a freaking high schooler. Well,
2: yeah, clearly, but I think that's what they're supposed to be. (laughs) Uh
1: He's, like, 42 and has a couple felonies. But, um, the, what is the other guy, Brian Backer of uh, Fast Times fame? Yep.
2: Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yep. He played, uh, what was his name? Rat. Rat in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mark yeah. Ratner.
1: Poor dude gets cut by his friend.
2: Yeah. Uh, Fisher Sam Stevens. Was debat- Sam was debating why he was hanging out with, like, the rest of that crew. She thought he was, like, not, he didn't fit in.
3: Who?
2: Uh, the weird kid. The quiet kid. The guy that Glazer Al- kept picking on? Yeah, Alfred. Is that his name?
3: No, I didn't know why the ki- they were picking on him.
2: Oh, so much. Yeah, because Blazer...
3: i like he's he's the same size as them. Like he's not nerdy or anything like that. And I feel like the they could have picked on smaller, like smaller, like younger boys to beat up. I didn't I didn't understand like how he let them treat him like that.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He was a maybe pushover. Cause,
2: maybe because he got
1: caught peeping.
2: He mm-hmm. did?
3: That kind
2: of, yeah, yeah, he, he was just peeping. The girl in the shower. Remember he said he was just trying to scare her?
3: Oh, that was him?
2: Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Scare her underwear off.
3: <laughs> I hate him.
1: <laughs> but uh, I, I honestly, like, I wanted to punch a lot of the characters. I thought Todd was, like, the, and, and then the lead chick, I forget her name, but Todd and her, like, the lead counselors or whatever, really actual yeah. pretty good characters.
3: Mm-hmm. I name? thought so, too. Michelle made me proud. She was very, <sighs> like pro like
5: girl
1: she yeah. was yeah like her and todd were pretty good characters um okay. but man i wanted to like glazer and eddie i just hated i, I fucking yeah. with a passion i mean they were um, basically like rapists ass- almost
2: rapists, Rapist assaulters yeah <laughs> i mean yeah which is like after watching this after the whole weinstein thing it's like really like eye-opening like you're like oh man like yeah weinstein wrote this too like it's kind of like eerie in a way yeah Where for you...
1: those of you don't know weinstein's this is one of their earlier films too i, I think this is their first credit for it's, writing is first yeah um yeah, but
3: yeah we definitely tell like i was disgusted i was like ugh, ugh just scoffing at like all of the dialogue from yeah. this and i was like what is wrong with these boys and joe's like they're just really horny I as like, if that's well an
2: excuse. I, it wasn't an excuse but i'm like they're horny they're supposed to be horny teenage like adolescent boys so I'm
3: adolescent
2: like, they're supposed to be like 16 17 like that's what i took their age range but they're as, like
3: so. rapey
2: well they are yeah which definitely isn't cool but like it didn't like shock me you know why
1: would she go out why would she go for glazer though i can understand eddie yeah he's got like that brooklyn kind of thing but glazer's just an idiot
2: yeah. He really is. He's such a meathead. <laughs>
1: yeah. So, um, especially like when he's
2: swimming around. Get some uh, wood for the fire, there <laughs> So gross. <laughs> um, I
1: I hated Eddie though when he took the girl out in the lake and she's yeah. he's he's like first of all no I I don't I've never had sex in a lake personally, but that sounds pretty gross to be banging in a lake. Yeah, um, man. They
2: get those. They get those like fish that crawl up into your pee hole. Your wiener. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> But when she's like, no, Eddie,
1: fuck. And he's like, why the fuck did you come out here then, <laughs> yeah, bitch? Right. I don't, think, I don't know if he said bitch, but I'm like, damn, we're so mad about it. like
3: Yeah. yeah. He's like, get out of my face. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, I didn't understand either why the women were killed off before the asshole guys. Like, that didn't make sense to me in this, because usually... When you see, like, a rapey dude or uh, an asshole dude, he gets killed, like, the next scene. But it was the opposite that's for why
3: this. Like, scene. That's why. Like, <laughs> that's literally true. watch it. Like, it's so opposite and just yeah. so, like, it all makes mm-hmm. sense. <laughs> yeah.
2: You get a lot of nudity in this one, too. Full frontal?
1: You did. A, you
2: do get a bush, huh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just one. Just one.
1: <laughs> and then I was confused with some of the girls. Like, I'm like, oh, this girl's, like, 10 and then she's almost naked. I was like, ooh, like, what the hell's going on? But, um, yeah. Steve, you got anything?
4: Yeah, I'm just, I'm just listening. Like, <laughs> we, we, all we're talking about is, like, the super cringy,
0: like... It's strange, it's
1: man.
4: Yeah, it is. But uh, there is a really cool killer behind all this, who thankfully disposes of most of these people.
0: Yeah. Um,
4: so, I'd never seen this before, and I, I really liked it. You know, it's really the kind of 1980s uh, slasher film that I, I mean, enjoy. It's like Sleepaway Camp, Friday the 13th, all that kind of stuff. Uh, this actually came out after Friday the 13th, but apparently it was written first. So who copied who? Who knows? Um, yeah, I, I just really enjoyed it. But like you said, knowing Weinstein wrote it and seeing all the stuff, it's just... You can't get past that, and Mm -hmm. I kind of wish I'd seen it before, all that stuff, so I didn't know and could form my opinion that way, but uh, at least they all get their due, and, you know, they pretty much all die in this movie. Uh, This was actually put on the video nasty list specifically for the raft scene, where all the people, like a bunch of the, you know, quote-unquote kids get on a raft to try to find canoes, and the killer kills everyone on that raft. Because including Woodstock. Scene
3: I really like that scene.
4: I like Woodstock, though. I was kind of sad that he got, uh, he got oh, killed. Yeah. It's one of the two. I, I like Woodstock, and I also liked uh, Jason Alexander's Dave.
0: Although, right.
4: like, like I said before, it's so weird. He always wears a number 96 shirt. And despite yeah. being in a lot, like, a lot of water, he never takes the shirt he off. He never takes
2: ever. his shirt off. I noticed to that. Take, and he takes his pants actually, off. Like, one we, we, scene we, we, where he we, pretends like he's going to take his yeah, shirt off. yeah. Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> I was going to mention that. That was so, like, obvious that he wasn't going to do it.
2: Right. Yeah. I mean, he shows
1: his ass, no problem, but
4: sure, that's, that's too much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, it was a great song. I really enjoyed it.
2: Yeah. I, yeah, I had a fun time with it, too. I thought, you know, it's like a pretty by-the-numbers slasher movie. But it's a, a lot of fun. I mean, it, it's got a great setting. You have the camp. I mean, it's very close to, like, Friday the 13th, you know? So I, if you're a Friday the 13th fan, I mean, I think this is definitely right up your alley. And, I mean, yeah, it's a, it's a fun 80s horror movie.
3: Yeah, there were some times where I was, like, over it. And I was like, uh, but every time a kill scene came up, I was like, oh, that's <laughs> fun. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, there's some great kills in here. And mm-hmm. I, I like the use of the, uh, what are they, like, hedge clippers?
3: Yeah.
4: Well, yeah, so at the beginning of the film, he kills a prostitute. Right. Which, which I, I don't I mean, really understand
2: why. <laughs> yeah, that's what I, I mean. Maybe because he I don't wanted get it, it either.
3: I mean, not that she should have died, but maybe he was thinking, you're a prostitute, you must be bad, so maybe I'll kill you kind of to get it out of the way and see how this
2: works. <laughs> yeah, yeah to me, I agree with Steve, though. Just, like, it was completely weird. Like, it just felt so out of place from the rest of the movie. Um, right. I mean, and we, I, I also want to know uh, what was she trimming with that giant pair of sisters?
4: <laughs> like she doesn't have a, I, I didn't see a lawn back there. Like she's in an apartment. Um, yeah. it's, it's, it's really strange. I don't know. It's kind of, I, I thought he, he should get his weapon a better way than that super out of place scene.
2: Yeah. The only thing I could think of maybe is that maybe they like filmed the movie and they didn't have enough time. So like they, like, added this scene in like after the fact or something like that that's like or they just like were like oh we need like one more kill in the beginning of the movie or something so like they threw this one in. that's just kind of what it felt like to me yeah well, well one thing that i thought the
4: reason i thought they threw it in is it does take a long time before he kills anyone yeah so maybe they added that just to kind of show okay like by the way there's gonna be some killings in this yeah so please stick out the next 45 minutes cause that there's absolutely no killing it's just people having fun on a beach Right. So I think that's why they added it in, but it was just a so out of place mm-hmm. for his motivations and how he got the weapon. I mean, he could have
1: just gotten in a shed, at the
4: thing, and that would have been fine. You
1: know. So. Well, didn't he? Wasn't she the first person he visited after the hospital, and then she like got like really scared of him? So maybe he was embarrassed. Uh- he wanted to get some. Some, uh, you know, some side ass there, and she's like, oh my god, get out of here, man. And then he's like, oh, I'm going to kill her. Yeah, very first thing. He walks out of the hospital and goes straight to the prostitute. I mean, <laughs> when, it, when it's you, I mean. <laughs> I always like those old, um, like this time frame of New York where it's just always a bunch of porn theaters everywhere, which I guess is accurate.
5: Yeah, right. yeah.
2: So
1: dirty and sleazy, but. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: It was good. I, I kind of was uh, let down a little bit with the ending, like just Cropsey's demise. I feel like it could have been a little more climactic.
1: Yeah, there's also some camera, like in the end it seemed rushy, like saw a lot of camera. Yeah. The cameramen kept popping in, mm-hmm. like in the helicopter and stuff. And yeah, yeah. You know, it's a missed opportunity. There's a lot of chances for more victims in this.
2: Yeah, the body count's still fairly high though. I mean, what is it, like maybe 10? Is it 10? I thought it was... A little bit lower than
3: that. I mean, there's probably, like, seven people on that (laughs) rap, (laughs) Todd. Well,
1: I wanted more, okay? I know. I wanted the little nerdy guy to get killed, and I didn't like him from Fast Times.
3: Yeah.
2: Jason Alexander does survive, right? He makes it back to the camp, right?
1: Yeah, he's one of the only ones that makes it, yeah.
2: Because he didn't
1: take off his shirt. (laughs) (laughs) It's Randy's rules. He didn't get laid. Mm -hmm.
2: So why do you right. think this one never got a sequel? Do you think it was just because it was, like, too close to Friday the 13th, and, like, people, maybe, like, the, like maybe back in the 80s, people were just like, oh, this is just a Friday the 13th ripoff, and they just kind of, like, no, missed I, it?
3: I feel, I don't know. I obviously don't know, but I'm thinking the Friday the 13th train, I feel like it went off so fast that this probably just kind of got left in the dust. That's just my thought.
2: I mean, this came out only a year after the original.
3: So. A year's too long, Joe. <laughs> Things are going. But
2: there and wasn't going. a Jason Voorhees yet, so he was technically. Did this come out before Part Two? Because if it did, then he was like a slasher before Jason. What is the question? It
4: was very close between
2: the two. I was like, "What came out first, Part uh, Friday Thirteenth Part Two or The Burning?" I was like,
4: "I'm looking at it. I'm looking it, up, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, actually, The Burning came out." three weeks after Friday thirteenth part two. Oh,
2: yeah. all right. Maybe that's why then. Yeah, it's just bad timing.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm sticking with Sam's theory here. I think Friday just got too big too fast maybe for it.
2: Yeah.
1: It is shocking though, like same thing with My Bloody Valentine. That would be ripe for a sequel.
2: Yep. Definitely. Yeah it Never did. What about a remake for this one? I yeah. Yeah, why? definitely. Yeah, right. This one, so yeah, like this one I feel like has really gotten like a resurgence within the last maybe like 10 years. I see a lot of people talking about this one um, now, so it seems like it's kind of coming around Mm -hmm. to becoming like a cult classic. Um, So yeah, maybe we could see a a, uh, remake maybe within the next decade. Never know.
1: I feel like this would have been a good remake when they're doing shit tons
2: of remakes. Yeah, yeah.
5: Definitely. I agree. Yeah,
2: definitely. Maybe. Yeah, perhaps it's too late. Yeah. Or Cropsy never got the love he deserved. No. Nope. Yeah. I just I just looked up the remake. Uh, they were interested in
4: making a remake, but then Harvey Weinstein went in jail, so uh, I don't think anyone <laughs>
1: wants to touch this movie anymore. Yeah. Pig. <laughs> Probably because they'd have to put based on like characters by Harvey Weinstein. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah
3: that's right. Damn.
1: Perfect.
3: They're yeah. bag.
1: They can put it like in size two font right this
2: would be yeah this would actually be something good. i wonder if savini's ever like discussed i've never really heard savini talk on this one so that's something oh. uh, i'd like to hear him kind of discuss see if like he what he thinks about like a remake or something or like why they never did a sequel to it
1: cropsy's pretty gross though like his makeup is really well done i'm sorry i ruined it for you
2: sam
5: yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> no yeah i think it looks good Do, so do you wish they showed him earlier? Or are you glad they kept him, like, a mystery until the end? Um, I don't
5: know.
3: I wanted to see him a little bit earlier, and uh, I was like, well, when do we get to see his face? And Joe's like, not until the very end. And I'm like, oh. I'm like not even a peek, <laughs> not even, like, just give me a little something. And then and that's when I saw Todd posted the poster yeah. or the cover of it. <laughs> but i i mean it didn't it didn't run it for me it just it made me like fine that's worth waiting until (laughs) end because his face looks cool
2: but do you think it would have been like maybe scarier if they did show him a little yeah because then you know
3: instead of it just being a normal person you know that
2: they could have made some really good jump scares like you know he could have like popped up like in like with that grotesque face like Mm -hmm. killing someone i think it could have been even scarier actually yeah
1: it would have been cool to see him in the raft scene, like he he stands up and scares him, and you see yeah. his face, and then he
2: slaughters. So that'd been cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I think they they could have maybe showed him like like Sam said, like maybe like once, like before the reveal at the end, like even if you you know, mm-hmm. I think that poor, would have been.
1: Poor fucker can't get away from fire though. <laughs> him again, <laughs> oh, gets him again.
2: Yeah, but he was pretty much dead before the fire, though, right? I mean, his like head got chopped, like smashed in, right? By like yeah. Something. <laughs> So I think he was—he was probably dead before that point. So that maybe that's another reason they didn't make a sequel. They would have had to figure out how to bring him back yeah. from being set on fire. Like, what do you expect? <laughs> but hey, Michael Myers got set on fire in Halloween twenty eighteen, and he's coming back. So <laughs> yeah, somehow <laughs> so, <laughs> there was—it's was all a dream. There was a secret latch in the basement, <laughs> and he gets out.
1: <laughs> Escape hatch in case they yeah. trapped themselves down there.
2: Yep.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna be—I'm gonna be so. It'd be so funny if like jamie lee curtis wakes up but it's 1978 or whatever it was <laughs>
5: she's,
1: in the, she's in the hospital mm-hmm.
2: and then they remake part two Ooh, that'd be that would annoying. be
3: amazing
2: really. sam's been having me watch uh the real housewives of beverly hills and uh oh i've been
3: having you well you're the one that asks about it all the time Joe. Yeah.
2: <laughs> well and anyway uh the little girl from the original halloween is like one of the housewives uh Lindsay? I've, I've talked
3: about
2: yeah. this before joe Lindsay wallace
3: yeah, and they yeah. they talked about, like, because currently she um was filming, like, she had gone away to go film for Halloween, and she was telling all of her friends about it.
1: Mm-hmm. Did she spoil how Myers survives? No. Because no. <laughs> mm. he got shot six times, so.
2: You can survive anything, Todd.
3: Steve, poor prophecy just gets forgotten. I mean, about. look at now we're talking about know
2: prof- <laughs> That's why prophecy, that's once why. again not even getting. I res- know. Not even it's getting
3: like respect. This episode <laughs> was for me, guys.
1: You know, maybe that's the reason, right? Right there, like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth have better everything over this movie, probably. Yeah. Like plots and everything. Yeah. Yeah, plot score.
2: It's, I know. I, just,
3: I was Steve. I was just trying to think of if there was music that I could remember.
2: Can't think yeah, I don't I guess, yeah, I really don't think there's, like, any music in this one. Nothing remember- memorable. Hey, they how all funny is it? package. He didn't. You get Glazer, lake- lasts like a you get, minute. You get the fun uh, lake fight when they're all paddling in the canoes. <laughs> I think there was a little music during that. I think they played some, uh, like, Deliverance music during that scene.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> but uh,
1: that girl's super nice to Glazer after he prematurely ejaculates. <laughs> yeah, she. <laughs> he's all—he all punches the floor. Guess.
2: She did. She did throw a couple digs at him, though. She did. Is like, that in? Yeah. Good.
5: yeah. <laughs>
2: or is it done or something like that? Yeah. He was like, shes he's, She's like, "Well, you didn't keep me very warm." Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Come on, baby. I'll go. Let me go get some wood for the fire, and I'll warm you right up." Ugh. God. <laughs> which one? Which
1: one would you go for if you had to pick two oh. or one of them? Sam, Eddie or glazer
3: which one is the one
2: eddie's the one with like the long island accent who was in the lake and he's like get the fuck away out of here glazer you know. was, was the meathead jock <laughs> one
3: i don't know i don't go for those few of those types you
2: of to pick one man place. i feel like glazer was at least a little better he wasn't as like aggressive yeah he actually seemed like he might have actually cared, cared about, a little bit uh, yeah
3: with his young teenager
2: brain.
1: Yep. Like, yeah, and Glazer would always be like, hey, hey, pretty lady, how you doing? Like, he was cringy, but he wasn't yeah. as, like, mean. Yeah. Right. The, he gets shot
2: in the ass. That was a great scene. When he gets yeah, shot you in know. the ass with a BB gun. That's a weird <laughs> scene, man.
1: That's, that's weird <laughs> because they're like, run! And then five minutes later, they're all chilling in the the fucking uh, cabin together. Cabin like, nothing is, happened. Yeah. And
2: they're all, yeah. like, best friends. Oh, yeah, and we he just... brings them the rubbers, and he's like, Yes, non-lubricated. Oh my uh, No, he's God. like, I asked for lubricated. These are non-lubricated rubbers.
5: Jeez.
1: How many does he need on the fucking? So tip?
3: strange. Uh, okay, Harvey. <laughs>
1: um, shoot, are we ready to to rate? I think so. Do it. Yep. I'll give it a solid eight.
2: Oh, okay. Mm. Uh, I'm going to go, yeah, like so, like I said, it, I mean, it's a really fun movie, but to me it's it's pretty by-the-numbers slasher. I mean, maybe if I saw this before I saw some of the other slashers, maybe I would enjoy it a little more, but as it stands, I'm giving it a 7.
4: I'm right there between you guys. I'm going I liked it a lot. Uh, 7.5. 7
3: what? 0.5. 0.5. I can't decide if I want to give it a 7.2 or 7.6. <laughs> so I'll do. I'll stick with seven points. Come on, come on, baby, okay. give me a seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a.
5: It's,
1: it's been a first time in like fifteen years or whatever since I last saw it, though. Wow. So it was nice for a good refresher.
5: Yeah,
3: I watched. Was some... it more enjoyable this time than the last time you saw it?
1: No, I had a lot better memories i mean i still liked it obviously but i had a in my mind it was like one of the best slashers and it's definitely
2: not yeah mm-hmm. but still a very fun one
1: yeah definitely
5: mm-hmm.
4: Yep. <laughs> all, right. Cool. All, right. all right so don't forget everyone we got an interview right after this uh, with bruce mcdonald so check it out he's a very very uh, good dude, and also uh, says some good stuff. Like, there's some good information that came out of the interview, so
1: check it out.
3: Yeah.
1: I just keep thinking about Eddie. Get the fuck out of here.
3: <laughs> Play that at the end. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There you go.
1: Come on, baby. All right, bye. All right,
2: bye. <laughs> bye. 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 Send
3: me <laughs> trivia questions.
2: Hello everyone and welcome back to the Horror Squad podcast where tonight we have a very special guest. Genre fans will know him best for Pontypool and Hellions and tonight he's here to talk about his latest film Dreamland which will be hitting uh, VOD on June 5th. Director Bruce McDonald. Bruce how are you doing tonight?
0: I'm great. Uh, it's really uh, nice of you guys to have me uh, by. I love it.
2: Awesome. All right, so why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Dreamland, kind of how you got involved with the project and what it's all about.
0: Well, it's funny that you mentioned Pontypool because it's the sort of same gang. Uh, Myself, Tony, the writer, Tony Burgess, Stephen McCaddy, Lisa Houle. Um, And the weird thing about Pontypool was that the original ending of the movie, we tried to kind of do this thing, to, for the people who don't know it, it's about a, uh, the English language becomes infected with a virus and it's set in a radio station. Things get crazy. So our original ending was that the virus, as viruses do, uh, mutated and leapt into reality itself. So we, <laughs> we have this sort of abrupt shift at the end where suddenly the characters, the, the radio DJ and his producer, Turn into uh, Johnny Dead Eyes and Lisa the Killer, sitting in a sushi bar, ready to go and you know do some criminal damage. But the producer thought it was just so weird that you know we ended it in a slightly different way. But we liked it so much we put it at the very end of the movie, at the end of the credits. So if there are people there that are fans of that movie, if you watch it right to the very very bitter end, you'll see two characters that eventually uh, came to play in Dreamland. So it was a kind of a funny thing. We didn't think at the time that these two characters would go off and make their own movie, but uh, you know, Pontypool definitely had a part to play in, in sort of birthing uh, Dreamland. Wow,
2: that's, that's really interesting. Yeah, that, that's really, really cool. Um, so, I mean, so there's definitely a connection there.
0: Absolutely. It's a kind of like a, I don't know. It's like, it's, um, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's dreamland is the little feverish baby of Pontypool. Wow. Uh, very yeah. cool. Yeah. That's then,
2: uh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's, <laughs> yeah. That's really, really interesting. I, I didn't, didn't know that. Um, so obviously we got Stephen McCaddy in this yep. one and, uh, you know, I mean, he was amazing in Pontypool and great again uh, in this. Um, you know, did did you guys meet on the set of Pontypool? And then just kind of from there, you, you grew into a relationship with him and asked him to do this one?
0: Um, I have had the opportunity, to even before Pontypool, to work with Steven on, because uh, I direct also lots of television shows. And Steven is the kind of actor, he's working all the time on many different things, movies and television. So the first time I ever came across him, I remember seeing him in, I think it was the first time I saw him, he was Elaine's psychiatrist on Seinfeld. Uh, And the first time I actually met him was on a a series that he was a regular on. And uh, was kind of, uh, you know, became a big fan of his work and his work ethic. We became friendly. And, you know, we worked a number of times together Uh, before Pontypool. And so when we were writing that, Tony Burgess was writing that, I knew, I had a feeling right away of like, oh, I know who Grant Massey should be. And so he was kind enough and generous enough to join us. And, you know, um, yeah, he's just one of those guys that it's a, it's, he's kind of a director's dream Mm -hmm. because he's so prepared. He's so, uh, he's such a detailed guy um he's a great collaborator and he he's fresh he surprises you he, he you know he prepares but he's prepared to also throw that all away and catch the catch the wave if something's happening on the set or if an a- his fellow actor throws him a curveball like he'll just he'll go with it and that's you know always a sign of a of a, of a talented and fearless actor absolutely uh, was it always the plan for him to do the dual roles in this one? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of weird, but uh, Tony again, uh, Tony Burgess. Uh, the first draft of the script had all those elements in place: the the the, the 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 trumpet player and the contract killer played specifically stated that they would be played by the same actor. That was in the script, and um. Yeah, and that we knew that we were writing for Stephen because um, we had already graduated from Pontypool College, so to speak, and uh, we thought, oh, yeah. And so Stephen kind of contributed a little bit, you know, as we read different drafts of the script and we comment on this and that, and Lisa Hool also uh, was very helpful. So, um, I mean, I have to ask Tony himself why there's two people that look the same uh but it's you know it's a kind of a dream it's sort of dreamy so it's right i'm sure you could probably more than i could there's a small tradition of that in certain movies like um, yeah. i remember this denny villeneuve film called enemy there's uh probably a bunwell film or two uh david lynch i'm sure can't think of something specifically but idea of the double is always kind of fascinated people yeah definitely
2: mm-hmm. and uh you got another you got some other great cast in here uh juliette lewis and henry rollins obviously the the other two uh big names uh how, how are they
0: to work with uh well Ju- juliette is just kind of like stephen you know she prepares really well and she does her homework and she's uh you know she's a kind and generous person she treats the crew and people really, really nicely. They adore her. Uh, And she's fearless, you know, she'll, she'll just kind of, you know, if you create the right sort of environment, if you create a safe place where they feel uh, a trust with, you know, their collaborators, myself and the other actors, you know, a good actor like Juliet and a good actor like Stephen, they, you know, they kind of live to play and it's such a, treat to see her uh you know play with the text and um each take is, is gives us something different so she's she's wonderful to work with and she's again a kind of a bit of a dream for a director henry uh you know he was sort of a junior actor because he comes from music and he comes from performance uh you know a spoken word and uh writing and uh all kinds of things so um but he he's a wonderful guy he is a really uh kind-hearted man he uh, is very generous he's again really prepared and really ready to go and uh uh, i was very very impressed with henry rollins as a you know not only as an artist but as a human being he's just uh, an impressive fellow that is quite quite a renaissance man actually and uh very disciplined um a uh, very generous guy yeah i you know I, I haven't
2: never really seen him much in uh anything i know he's done some acting but uh yeah he really impressed me uh with this role and uh, i thought the whole cast was great and uh even uh
0: the, the uh the vampire there he was just so creepy <laughs> <laughs> that's good yeah he was a funny guy Tomas le he's a icelandic actor and some of the genre fans might remember him. He was in the, the the new Blade Runner. He plays the librarian in that film. It's just a very small scene, but it's a very big movie. Yeah.
4: Uh, so, so that you've talked about Pool and Dreamland a little bit. Do you try? Are you looking to direct more horror? Is that a genre that interests you and something that you see yourself continuing doing?
0: I love horror, I've always loved horror, ever since I was a kid. I like it because, you know, it it fits the movies well, because, you know, uh, I like the stylishness of horror movies. I like the, you know, the kind of the inherent suspense, you know, one of the, you know, the eternal questions of any good story is, what's gonna, what do you think's gonna happen next, you know, and uh, horror movies do that so well, uh, with great surprises. So yeah, and I've always, you know, horror movies are stylish and they, or they don't have to be, but there's somehow that it gives you permission because you're kind of stepping into uncharted territory often, like supernatural, uh, characters or places, uh, the undead, uh, you know, so you're kind of in this territory that's uncharted and unmapped. And so, stylish stylistic um tools and brush strokes are there to try to conjure these unknown places into something that we recognize or that we might find authentic so it's a really great it's a really fun uh sort of genre for you know the design team the dop the 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 costumer myself the actors it's uh just wonderful so yeah i uh working with tony continue to work with tony burgess and we've got some things cooking uh sometimes uh something comes to you like uh, the movie hellions came to me through the writer pascal trottier who loves sci-fi and horror so hopefully pascal and i get to cook up something again so yeah if you uh if you have anything you know send it my way
4: and uh, what are some of the horror films that inspired you uh, or helped you kind of conjure up, you know, directing these movies and the, the vision that you have? What are some of the inspirations you have?
0: Well, I can, I can distinctly remember uh, the movie Night of the Living Dead and the impression it made upon me or my grade eight friends at the time. We saw it at the theater at the Albion Mall and it kind of blew my mind because it was probably one of the first movies I'd ever seen that didn't have big movie stars in it, that it wasn't in color, that the hero was not a Caucasian guy, that uh, it looked like, almost felt like a documentary. It felt like it really happened, like it seemed very sort of caught. It didn't. It didn't have that feeling of being processed or overly, uh, you know, designed. So to us, it was it was particularly disturbing because it, it felt kind of very raw and, and the more raw it felt, it felt real. And the other thing about that, the impact that movie made was that it also made us think that we could maybe do that too because it told us that you didn't need a Hollywood, movie star you didn't need even color film and you didn't need um, you know you didn't need to be a virtuoso uh, lighting technician so it was very empowering um, so I, I think of that movie quite fondly uh, I've always liked the omen <laughs> I guess that's sort of horror I guess sort of sci-fi uh, Gregory Peck uh, what else uh, The host I've seen lately, I've enjoyed that. Uh, I don't know. Let's see. Uh, Are there any Canadian films that come to mind?
4: I'm known as the Canadian one on this podcast, so people ask me all the time for Canadian recommendations. Uh, Is there anything you can think of that would put a spotlight on Our Great Country and the horrors? Uh,
0: Sure. I would say, well, there's a very unusual and freaky-deaky movie called Hellmouth, And uh, it also, strangely, stars Stephen McCaddy in two roles. Mm -hmm. And it's stunningly beautiful. It's very strange. It has a kind of almost like a 50s retro feel, but it's very colourful and it's very uh, dreamy. So it's called Hellmouth. Um, Let's see, another Canadian horror. I mean, I big fan of Vincenzo Natali. I mean, he's sort of, I guess, it's kind of horror sci-fi, maybe more sci-fi than horror. Um, but I always liked his film Splice. Um, mm. I thought that was kind of disturbing, uh, and interesting kind of creature feature, uh, yep. I guess, right? Yeah. So Splice, Splice is really great. Um, uh, maybe one more. I mean, I will Cronenberg, but it goes without saying. Uh, horror, horror, horror. Well, I'm curious to see the new Saskia Twins remake of uh, Rabbit. Rabbit, right? I, yeah. Yep. I've been reading about it. Or I hear about it. I make, I'm I, I'm very curious to see that. I'd like their film American or not American? Was it American? American Mary. Yep. American Mary, right? Yep. I love that movie and I thought the actress in that movie was fantastic. Yep. Uh, of course, and that reminds me of um, Ginger Snaps. Yep. You know, those movies, uh, especially the first one was pretty terrific. John Fawcett, I think, is the director. And um, yeah, so those are some of, some of the favorites uh, off the top of my head. Who are some of your uh, favorite
2: horror directors out there?
0: You think? Well, I have to say George Romero because he was Sort of foundational he's kind of like the godfather um you guys are probably much more versed than i am but i would, you know uh you know Cron- david cronenberg for sure uh, big fan of his um would you consider the host a horror movie yeah
2: yeah it's a creature
0: yeah. creature feature yeah. Right? yeah uh for sure i thought that was masterful i thought that was really really well done um the guy that did the lighthouse felt like a—it felt like a horror movie. Did you see that?
2: Yeah, yeah. Rob, yeah Robert Eggers. Uh, he also did The Witch, which I was a big fan of.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, the lighthouse was so strange, but it had yeah. this feeling of a kind of a Hammer horror film or something, you know? The, yeah. The beautiful cinematography and the really strange and creepy kind uh, of goings on there. So uh, I was very impressed with that uh, the design and the and the direction and the uh, I thought that was really really well done yeah um, definitely. yeah those are a couple of people that yeah. uh, have impressed me awesome
2: uh, so uh, w- what made you uh, get into filmmaking and uh, what advice would you give to up-and-coming filmmakers today
0: well I think I got into filmmaking because I was a really terrible guitar player and <laughs> I really really wanted to be in a band so I think making movies was my kind of way to do it Uh, You know, we started out in Super 8 making horror movies. Uh, We made uh, uh, an epic high school horror movie, uh, which was at the time called Our Glorious Dead, in which uh, the living dead attacked our high school in Rexdale, which is North Toronto, and uh, brutally uh, murdered and ate uh, most of the teaching staff. So. Nonetheless, it was a huge hit uh, in our high school. Um, so I don't know. I, I, I like the socialness of being a filmmaker. I love the kind of camaraderie. I love the kind of the, uh, uh, the group effort, you know, because um, I'm kind of a scatterbrain. So I rely on people that are much more talented than myself. So I, I kind of get to conduct, but I don't really play the instrument very well. I can keep time and i'm good with people so yeah it's a real it's i feel very lucky and privileged to have kind of uh you know kind of lucked out a little bit worked hard and you know done this and uh advice as far as advice goes you know that's a good question because you know i've been doing this for quite some time now and i have often people coming up that are coming up and you know you always try your best to help people out but i think if i was going to say one thing to people is a uh, story. I would say the hardest thing, everything else kind of come is easier. It's not easy but it's easier than if you as the filmmaker and often when you're starting out the filmmaker is often the writer as well because they don't have deep pockets to hire screenwriters to write their idea or they can't auction a book or a play. So they're coming up with really amazing concepts and really great things. But often I find one of the weaker links in sort of early films is the script. And I think that if I could, you know, offer just some advice, you know, to the director writers, like, you know, have have somebody that busts your balls and helping you shape it. Uh, and have somebody you can go to as a kind of an editor, like the way you might have a rough cut screening for your, for your movie. Well, do that with your script too. show it to people and get them to, get them to ask the questions that need to be asked because believe me from experience, it's way better to do it at the script stage than it is in the editing room when you're trying to fix the third act or you're trying to. So I would just say story, story, story is, 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 Really, really something that's, I can't stress how important it is. And, because once you get that, nothing else, you know, doesn't matter if the film costs $10,000 or 10 million or 100 million. If the story works, people will people will show up. People will embrace it. You know, we have all seen $100 million movies where the story sucks. Yeah. And we've seen, you know, $100 oh, movies where we're like, this is amazing. So, yeah. You know, I do think that's kind of the most important thing. And when I started out, I didn't really have, I don't know. I mean, I i didn't, I didn't quite get it. It's taken me quite some time, but now I get it, <laughs> I think. And uh, I just, it's, or get somebody to write or find, adapt something or remake something. Or, you know, I think it's great that the director writes, but also there are writers to be, to help you, you know, and they're out there and there's a lot of stuff. So it's uh it all begins with a story if it's, if it's not working as a story it doesn't matter what you do or who you get to be in it uh you're you're gonna you know that uh, you don't want that to be the wink weak, weak link yeah so so yeah that's that's um if you're listening and you know passing something on that's a really good thing to think about
2: yeah yeah, definitely some great advice there. And I you know going back to dreamland, a great original story there um is there anything before we let you go you kind of wanna talk, say more about dreamland, what you know our listeners what what uh they can get from it? Well,
0: I guess you know to kind of it's always important maybe to to you know have a notion of what you're entering into, and I guess we called it dreamland because it is kind of dreamy, so um I think. It's sort of best enjoyed we just sort of relax and go on the ride there's funny bits in it and it's uh it's just suspenseful at sometimes and uh i don't know it's, i'm still trying to figure out exactly what it's all about but i am be very curious to hear people's responses and what they think about it because it's something that's there to uh it doesn't necessarily it doesn't it doesn't give you um explanations for things so so yep. your you know, the new viewers watching it, I'm, you know, I'm excited and curious to see how people uh, see it and, you know, what they see in it. Yeah, Uh,
2: definitely, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah, it's definitely an interesting and unique movie. I think Steve and I both, uh, we definitely both enjoyed it, so uh, we thank you once again, uh, Bruce, for coming on. We really appreciated it. Great, guys, yeah. Yeah, Thank you very Uh, much.
0: Well, I appreciate you having me on. It's uh, it's a pleasure and an honor, and uh, uh, we'll keep you posted. And uh, I look forward to the next time. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks. Okay.
2: These aren't lubricated rubbers, you understand that? What am I, Masters and Johnson?
5: You want lubes, buy your own. All right, I'll buy my own. Let me tell you something, pal. I ain't paying for these, you got that? I got that.